Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Campus Comics Cast. This is a very special, very weird, EC Comics style <laughs> episode. Uh, we are a man down, as you may have heard. Uh, Mike No has been stricken with the techno-organic virus, and uh, Cable came back in time and took him to the future. They're going to fix him all good in the future. Um, no, on a very serious note, uh, Mike has, and this will uh, become apparent soon, I'm sure Mike will be talking about this on his own, but uh, about a week ago, Mike suffered a stroke, and he has been hospitalized. Uh, for a number of days he is back home and recuperating when i spoke to him yesterday uh, his exact words were i'm in my recliner and i'm watching parks and recreation <laughs> so if you know mike that is effectively mike saying i'm in my happy place so um he is doing well and like i said recuperating um, he told me they expect him to make a full recovery but it's going to be a little bit um, so no worries for mike on that front uh, the store isn't going anywhere there may be some abbreviated hours at times and there may be some unexpected closures like there were as things uh, proceed but uh, between me and Dan and some other folks in the shop we're going to do our best to keep the uh, ship steered in the right direction and then Mike will be back on his feet and back to full time before you know it. So uh, we are doing the previews podcast today um, if you've listened before I'm sure you're familiar with how it goes so this is a rundown of products that we think are cool or things that we just want to bring your bring to your attention from the April previews this is for products shipping in June of 2019 um, the cutoff for the order is april 25th and as always we are here in the stately mike no manor uh, at 816b east main street in carbondale illinois we are in campus comics so uh let's roll i think we're going to start with the dc section right guys well let's say and then joining Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Joining, I, joining, 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 Matt Martin, I was just assuming yeah, everybody knew who was here. Yeah, so. It was uh, Scott right, Reed so. and yep. Dan Brown. Yep. There we go. And I guess I should have introduced myself. Look at me, just assuming everybody knows the mouthy guy is Matt, <laughs> yeah. um, which I, probably everybody does. So I feel weird every time I would post that it was a Matt day. I would think there are some people who are like, oh, it's a Matt day. And then there are people who are like, oh, great, it's a Matt day at the store. He's going to be loud and mean. So he'll tell me what he thinks about things. So, all right, so we're going to roll in with the DC, DC stuff. First. So all page right. one, we got Event Leviathan. I guess this yeah. is spinning out of Superman. Yeah, out, so. of, out, of, uh, out of the action section okay. of Superman, yeah. Yeah, I feel like they could have come up with a better name for this. I know, right? Like, yeah. a War well, of the Realms is not called Event of the Realms. Yeah, yes. it's like, well, we're going to do the big <laughs> Leviathan event. What should we right. call it? Leviathan event? No, no, no. Switch it up like... Year zero. Yeah. It's <laughs> event event Leviathan. I feel like they're trying to make a joke about like Event Horizon, but the joke is not landing and it just it feels like someone sent a spreadsheet to production and it said event and then parentheses Leviathan. Like right. they were like, Oh you guys, this is our event. Mm-hmm. And someone was like, Event Leviathan, got it, got print it. it, let's roll. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it just feels like a mistake was made. But despite the bad title, mm-hmm. 
I'm super excited. I was I was wondering because you've been reading yeah. action, right? Yeah, I think Superman is okay. Like, it, but it's you know, it's like I said last time, it's a Superman punches things kind of book. Right. Um, and right now it's been sidetracked with all the Jor El and you know Connor or uh, Connor Jonathan growing up stuff. But uh, action comics has been has been really a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I like that it kind of ties into. I'm a big DC fan, but I like a lot of D- B list DC. So mm-hmm. I like like Checkmate and all of these <laughs> weird factions that you don't see very often. And that's why I love Greg Ruck at DC for so long. Was he brought all of that stuff sort of out of the shadows and did a checkmate book for 20 issues right. um, so I'm really happy to see some some lesser characters like the, the question is right yep, here on yeah, the front yep. um, which makes me very happy I don't even care which version of the question it is <laughs> uh, it's fine all of them are fine I yep. just I love that as a concept so uh, I'm pretty psyched I'm, I'm and it's and it's Alex Malev who um, yeah exactly you know, <laughs> has a real strong tie to Bendis and that's another good thing too right like you've got an artist who has an association with a writer and you know they work well together so you know that script has been tailored for that artist yeah I haven't been reading any action but but um, I'm planning on picking this up just because of Bendis Malev. I mean, yeah. their their run on Daredevil was just so good that uh, I just want to, yeah, I want to see what's going to happen here. So it, it is. If you're not a longtime Marvel fan, if you're a heavy DC person, but if you think about how like Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo mm-hmm. just work well together because they're they're buddies, or like Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips work well together because they've done so many books together, and you know that when that writer writes the script, they have that artist in mind for these scenes, and that like synergy really works, and it and it brings out the best from both guys. It makes a really a book worth reading. So right H2, after that, yeah, go ahead. We've got Superman Year One. We've got the new DC Black Label book. Maybe we'll get this one. We'll <laughs> see. Uh, Frank Miller and John Romita Jr. Uh, telling their version of the Superman origin. I assure you, Dan DiDio has vetted this thoroughly to make sure <laughs> that there's uh, yeah. nothing under the trunks, if yeah. you will. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing about this is, like, I generally like John Romita Jr. artwork. Mm-hmm. I despise his Superman. I just think it looks bad so i don't know well, we've got a pretty thin looking yeah. Superman here from yeah. ramita jr who usually draws those guys too bulky if anything. i do, I do yeah. like the golden age you know. logo on his chest though. well that's yep that's it's kind of yeah. nice that's a nice but, touch uh, but i just don't know what i think about uh, the artwork on this when he even did the because he was on re- in rebirth he did superman for a while or not in rebirth in excuse 52. me in new 52 yeah. he did superman for a while yeah. and and it just was a little lackluster. The art, I just didn't care for his style on. So Superman. if Mike were here, we'd be getting a big sigh. He's not a he's not a Ramita guy. <laughs> <laughs> and he and I've gone around and around. I I love Ramita's. I loved Ramita's Spider Man. Uh, oh yeah, but I think he Absolutely. draws like a sense of motion really really mm-hmm. well, which I know sounds like an obvious thing, but not everybody does that. Yeah, That's what we talked about in the last podcast. What makes what, what makes Scott Collins so great? Scott Collins's Flash looked like it was moving really yeah. fast, mm-hmm. and that's harder apparently than it sounds like it would be. And his Spider Man looked like it was flying through the air and you know really flipping over things and so i'm kind of looking forward to seeing um uh, superman again from him but i'm with you i don't i look at that first thing and i'm like hmm yeah i like i like just, everything else he does but superman yeah, it's yeah. my favorite all-time favorite punisher image is a john romita jr image yeah, right? big, so the big broken nose no actually there was it was in a, a handbook marvel handbook there was the first marvel handbook in, entry of the punisher is a john romita jr yeah. piece of art it's actually it's very different style but he's uh, a guy that when i first got into comics in the early 90s i did not like him and i remember when uh, i came back because i was like a jim lee overdrawn super smooth right, kind of mm-hmm. art and then when i came back to comics later when i was in college i was like what was i thinking he is amazing <laughs> yeah. how did i not like this guy yeah, but i didn't i didn't like jack kirby when i was 11 either i remember thinking it's okay mm-hmm. but i don't get why this guy's yeah. so famous and the later i'm like what was i sniffing glue mm-hmm. like yeah. why would i not have seen how great this is but yeah, just taste change well i just remember he i saw an interview with ramita jr one time and he, he described his style like people ask well what's your style and he said well my style is is deadline style <laughs> so he'll draw whatever he has to draw well, to see, get it done I on think, time i think so. you get that with second generation artists <laughs> yeah. who grew up yeah. you know in that 
that. So, like, if anything, this should be on time. Yeah. But, you know? Well, if it's late, it's not Ramita. Let's yeah, just say probably that. Probably not. <laughs> but, if, yeah, but also, I think Frank Miller has a pretty uh, interesting view of Superman based yeah. on, like, Dark Knight. Yeah. yeah. You know, and all those stories lines. So, I'm interested to see what what Frank Miller's take on the origin well, of Superman. He has be been saying well. he is a fan. Yeah. Like it's yeah. not going to be critical of Superman. I, I, know, I like that kind of Frank thing. Miller's interpretation yeah. of yeah. Superman. Right. So, you know, I think a lot of people saw Frank Miller's year one and thought that this was like the only thing worse would have been Garth, Yen- Garth Ennis's <laughs> Superman year one. Right? We were like, oh, great. Right. Superman's an idiot in this one. But yeah. I, I know I've heard the same thing. And it was a little surprising to think that it's going to be a, a straight take on it. It's not. It's yeah. not satirical at all. Right. But also, it's going to be black label, so it's outside of regular DC continuity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it doesn't really. Yeah, it doesn't it's really not matter driving too much. the top of anything yeah. else. Yeah. Uh, on page five, we've got Superman of Smallville, a new entry in the Zoom line, and this is from Art Baltazar and Franco of Tiny Titans and mm-hmm. Superman Family Adventures. So, should be a good book there. On the page before that, that Harley Quinn book, you know, it's uh, it's not it's not for us forty something guys, <laughs> but man, that book is gonna is gonna crack every oh, sure. you know young adult uh, reader list. It's it's gonna sell so many copies. <laughs> My God, every to... every hot topic in the world will have a spinner rack of that <laughs> book, right? So and it goes good, good on them. That's a lot of fun. So on thirteen, mm-hmm. we've got Batman. 72 we also have issue 73 though which i believe has got a different cover now yeah and they said that uh you know we've got flashpoint thomas wayne batman on the cover apparently is not going to be in this story now oh they've announced okay. since the, this came out so just let everybody know that and i thought we'd seen this cover before yeah i think they actually used it in the last previews and then they yeah. were like whoopsie and yeah, they, okay. they've All rearranged right. it anyway uh, I don't have anything for a while. Yeah, I don't have here. anything until twenty-one. Yes, uh, no. page twenty, Deathstroke. Uh, I guess something happened in the Terminus agenda, right? So yeah. Deathstroke yeah. is allegedly dead. Which I guess we don't know yet. I, was, yeah. I, I haven't was, read it yet. So I was I just know. about to say the only thing I want to throw out here is I don't have an opinion on this, but man, I love that cover yeah. of Brainiac and Sinestro and everybody at, at Deathstroke's coffin. So yeah, you're right. Well, I have Deathstroke I haven't read. part of the Legion of Doom. <laughs> well, in he's going to be John's in the cinematic I mean, insider stuff. You mean? <laughs> I don't think he is, yeah. is he? I don't no, remember no, him being in it. Run. But I mean, I guess he could be it looks later. Like they think he is. Yeah, you know, with his turnout. Mine's on twenty-one. Did you? Did nope. either? Did either of you guys read Dial H for Hero yet? No. The new one? No, no. not yet. I liked it up. I haven't got to. It liked yet. it a lot. I thought it was really fun. Now, one comment on this, and this is actually on several several of these Wonder Comics books, is that these are all Minis. except for except for Young Justice are now mini six issue miniseries. Yeah, I don't, and they weren't originally solicited as that. So. I don't think. And here's so. my hot take: Young Justice is the worst book in Wonder Comics. Oh, Oh, really? Yeah, I, I like so. all, I like all of the other ones better. Really? Um, yeah, I, I, and I don't I don't not I'm not hating on you, Justice. I right. think it's very all over the place. His like attempt to write a clever story with like different viewpoints and back and forth in time makes it really hard to figure out follow what's going on month to month. Whereas the other ones have been like. Have you read any of the other Wonder Comics books? No. Wonder I, I Twins is one of Naomi. I, I haven't read, read it yet. I did read the first Wonder Twins. I love Wonder Twins. I think it's awesome. <laughs> I love Dialects for Hero. And I think Naomi, I said it last time, I'm I'm, I'm so sure Naomi is going to be, well, now I'll look back and I'll be like, oh, how stupid Matt was. But I still think that's where they're going to use to lead in Legion. And here's why I say that. that for all the reasons I said last time mm-hmm. about that it's, you know, it ties to Superman and it's like some sort of mystery small town thing. But now that they've announced that Naomi is a mini, it will end right around the time of San Diego Comic Con, which would be around the time that you could drop that. And they said this is the end of season one. Season one. There's going to yes. be more later, mm-hmm. so there could totally be a, an announcement at, at Comic Con to then lead off on the other stuff. Um, so we'll see. But but Dial H for Hero, very fun. I liked it a lot. And speaking of Naomi, which we'll talk about again here in yeah. a minute, but 
that first issue is actually pretty hot right now. So if you have a copy of that, you should uh, you know take good care of it. Um, page twenty three, just <clears throat> Detective Comics one thousand six. Um, I I like this. We uh, got a giant specter, uh, the Gotham you know yeah. s- skyline with the the bat symbol bouncing off of his chest, which I really think is a really, really cool image. Except for the fact I don't know about his like ten to twelve pack that he has for his uh, yeah. stomach He's muscles. He's got abs on abs bit, uh, on yeah, abs. A little bit extreme there, but uh, uh, it's extreme for God's vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who turns people into his yeah. fingers. He spends a lot of time doing crunches. I don't know, so. <laughs> The only thing that got me about that detective is, uh, you know, as a guy who skipped a lot of the new 52, Jim Corgan's Spectre again? I don't remember. I can never keep track of oh. who the Spectre is. Like, it wasn't, it, in pre-New 52, it was, um, oh man, I can't think of his name. He was one Chris, of the guys from... Christmas for, Allen. Yeah, yeah, Allen. Yeah. There you go. Um, but uh, he was one of the guys from the Gotham Central book. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he was in Gotham uh, Central. And then it was Hal Jordan for a while, uh-huh. yeah. before, and then it was him. And then it was, the new one was Crispus, yeah. and then they just, I guess, like a lot of things in the mm-hmm. in the pre New Fifty Two to New Fifty Two to yeah. Rebirth, they were just like, uh, yeah. it's not like that anymore. So I, I mean, I'm fine. Like I don't care. I like Jim Corgan Specter too, but it was right. a little. I thought, did I miss something? Did they undo <laughs> that? Does Christmas Allen exist in? And they haven't shown him in Rebirth, yeah. but they also haven't really shown like Montoya or any of a lot yeah, of those folks. No. So I don't know. Like they're probably just waiting to see what they want to do, do yeah. you know. I have 25 marked, but to be honest, for the life of me, I can't remember why, other than I think, I don't know, I love Big Barda, Barda yeah. and uh, that's probably why I marked <laughs> oh, it, because yeah. I love Big Barda and Mr. Miracle. So. My next thing's on until 39, so. Okay. Well, on 34, we've got Justice League number 25, and this does have the header of the Year of the Villain continues here. I will predict this year of the villain lasts about six months before they bail on it. <laughs> and and I'll, I'll take the over-under. I'll change the other way. I bet the year of the villain goes more than a year because <laughs> none of it will, come, it will not finish on time. Oh, yeah, They'll be like, the year of the villain rolls on! Yeah. And it'll be like the 14 or 15 months of the villain. Yeah. But I'm pretty excited about it. I think, you know, I just told somebody the other day, I don't think that Scott Snyder's Justice League is like... It ain't literature, man. Like it's not deep <laughs> yeah. character work or anything, right? But it's it's Scott Snyder writes a really great superhero story, yeah. and where superheroes do superhero things, and I know that sounds obvious, and they should all be that, but it's not as easy as it sounds, I guess. <laughs> and he writes a really a really fun, you know, a team book, and and for a guy who's mostly noted for writing just solo Batman, yeah. it's mm-hmm. kind of impressive to see how well he handled not only a big cast of heroes but a big cast of villains too. So that part's got me pretty optimistic. Yeah, this is definitely my favorite Justice League since Morrison and Porter's JLA run. You know, oh, okay. I like Mark Wade's JLA, but that's just because mm-hmm. I love Tower of Babel so much. Yeah. Because of course I do, because it's a Batman story. <laughs> um, but but yeah, no, I agree with you. I don't think I, I can't think of anybody who's done a better job in between them. Yeah. Nope. Uh, page thirty nine, Naomi. Last issue for the first story arc is solicited. So yep. just just a reminder if you've been picking that series. I up. don't see a Legion ring on her finger, but maybe maybe, <laughs> uh, maybe it'll be yeah. on there when the book comes. It out. could be a bait and switch like Marvel's yeah. doing in all their previews. It you know, probably so. will be, yeah. and then everyone will laugh that I was so sure it was Legion. I have page forty marked, and I think I just had it marked to tease Dan about Rick Grayson because <laughs> it's such a stupid idea. Um, hey, he's he still won that bracket. <laughs> <laughs> he apparently is doing his own makeup too, as you can see, Dan. That he has, uh, he has the smoky eye real yeah, heavily on that's, there. Uh, that's maybe he's like, getting his own CW show. This cannot be better than him being called Dick Grayson and being dude, just being Nightwing, man. Like right. I know Dan DeDio hates Dick Grayson, but like this isn't better. It's just sort of bizarre. <laughs> 
All right, what's the next thing you guys Page need? 45. Yeah. Okay, I was just going to mention the last issue of The Silencer. Yeah. So we're, is that we're officially down to, it, other than Terrifics? Other than yeah, Terrifics, so. which is on issue 17. Yeah. So I'm going to guess that Terrifics will go to 18, and then yeah. it will be its final issue next month. I am legitimately surprised that they kept the Terrifics going after Jeff Lemire left. Yeah. I, I thought when he said he was done, I thought for sure the next month it would say final issue and he would be on it. But, mm-hmm. but they've got it rolling on for at least a little bit longer. Uh, on page 50, the last issue of The Wildstorm. Mm-hmm. Am I the only one of us that reads it? Yeah, I'm not yeah. reading it. Oh, man, I love it. It's so <laughs> fun. I read the first one and wasn't crazy about it. It is it is thoroughly decompressed, and I probably would have enjoyed it more if I just waited and bought the trades, if I'm oh, being yeah. honest, because I've kind of done it myself. <laughs> like, uh, I, I for a while, I just let them sit in my box, and then I powered through all of them. And reading them that way, the story felt like it moved a lot faster, because I just right. like went issue, issue, issue. Um, and then I've, I've caught up, and I've been monthly on it, for a bit now and it doesn't bother as much but it is really slow to get rolling mm-hmm. but i really loved it and i you know obviously it's a warren ellis yeah. book but man it's such a warren ellis book right yeah it's about like uh you know weird alien biotech and <laughs> drug addicts and you know all, all sorts of strange creations and and body modifications and it feels very warren ellis but within the confines of what dc will let you do in a right. dc book but it's still like its own continuity right like this yes. isn't tied into yes. the rebirth continuity so, or anything no and you know, were you reading when when the JLA was in it? No. There are alternate versions of the JLA. Oh, okay. Barry Allen was in it, Green Arrow was in it, and, oh, and okay. Diana was in it. So Green Arrow uh, showed up. Oliver Queen was like the most dangerous game. He was Not a really. rich guy who hunted people on an island. <laughs> uh, Barry was basically a drug addict, who, a drug addict vigilante, and they, they wanted his speed formula. And Diana was a god, but she was, you know, like um, an old school blood and thunder Greek <laughs> god kind of person. She was not great. The only thing that, I, that, that throws me about this is that when he announced this, it was supposed to be 24 issues. And every six, they were going to launch another one of the tie-in books. There were supposed to be mm-hmm. four total Wildstorms. And they did do the Michael Cray book at issue six so there were two books running together well michael cray kept rolling and then there was never another book right. and then michael cray ended and there's never been another right. book yeah. and i i looked i googled and i found an interview with with ellis where he said that yeah there's still plans but they aren't ready to talk about it and a lot of people think it's just gonna be gen 13 and the authority mm. which is fine they've seeded that in here but it's kind of weird that there have been no announcements and i wonder if the sales are like right. not such that mm. they are willing to give it probably two not. more books and it's probably not I kind of wish they would just incorporate like they did before with the new 52. I do, I do, too. I feel like these characters would have a longer lifespan if they were... I, I would like them to be a parallel Earth. I don't want them to actually be on the DC Earth. I think they feel weird when... when Apollo and Midnight are in the same universe as Superman and Batman. Mm-hmm. Parody Superman and Batman feels weird alongside real ones. Yeah. And I love Apollo and the Midnighter. Right. I just I, I wish they were on an alternate Earth. Just give them their own alternate Earth, and I would think that would be really great. Uh, back on 47, we've got Superman number 12. I just want to point out this really nice Adam Hughes variant, mm. kind of Fleischer style pinup really he's doing. And, really and since he's you know starting issue 12, and we haven't heard about him switching books, apparently my prediction was wrong, saying that Michael or Brian Michael Bendis was going to do two oh. story arcs on Action and Superman, and then be done. So apparently he's going to at least start the third story arc on both of those books. So just FYI, you know, I was wrong. All right. There, you heard it. <laughs> you heard it's it here re- first. Right. Recorded, Scott Reed was right. wrong. It's recorded for all history. <laughs> history exactly. Well, I was very quiet about it. It's, so, it's uh, not. It, it'll all get drowned out in yeah. all my predictions about <laughs> Naomi. It's going to be fine. I'm sure if we go back, nobody wants to hear our predictions we've made that have gone wrong. 
So uh, page 57, we got the Absolute Dark Knight 3, the Master Race. So, race, so we have um, a, you know hardcover, compiled edition of it, all the short stories, all of the, the one-shots that were associated with it. So, um, of course, retail price at 125 bucks is a little steep. I actually really enjoyed this story. I liked all the alternate takes, all the future takes on some of the main DC characters. I think I may have been in the minority on that. But, uh, but yeah, so still pretty good. Yeah. Uh, my next thing is on 62. We've got the Crisis on Infinite mm -hmm. Earth box set. Yeah, for the Crisis fan who has already has everything. Right. <laughs> um, so this is hardcover collections of the main story, all the tie-ins, all the specials, and everything. Uh, so what do we? What's it work out to be? It says somewhere. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's uh, what 28 pounds. Yeah, yeah. I thought there was a page count somewhere. Oh, I don't. Uh, I don't Maybe see the not. page count. I see the price. That's yeah. one other thing that really. Uh, yeah. That really it gets is, me. It is, is a pricey 500 dollars. 500 for this bucks. Nice set. Uh, yeah. What also is kind of misleading is they use the George Perez Alex Ross uh, big poster art mm -hmm. for the box, but that is not what this will look like. Yeah, this, art not final. Yeah, the box will be by Nicholas Scott and Jerry Ordway. Oh, okay. Um, I am kind of interested in this. I might see what kind of discount I could get on it <laughs> first, but you know, this might be a nice kind of thing to have. Especially, I mean, if you're a Crisis fan, too, probably want to check it out. Uh, Did you have anything before uh, 60? I just had on 56 the uh, Animal Man by Jeff Lemire Omnibus is on there, and that's new 52 stuff, and it was, in my opinion, one of the best things. In the, I don't have a lot good to say nope. about most of the new 52, mm -hmm. but uh, anything Lemire did was, was good, and uh, his Animal Man was was creepy and awesome, and it really did not fit in, in New 52 at all. It tied in so, well, though, with uh, Swamp Thing, yep, though. And that's what I was going to say. Was, yeah. I'm hoping that you mm -hmm. know they get a whole collection of both, and, and that's really worth having. On page 70, we've got the Joker trade. Uh, this is the Brian Azzarello <coughs> Lieber Mayo story, and this is now part of DC Black Label. Uh, this is the first time we've got a trade of it, I guess, mm -hmm. as opposed to a hardcover, but mm -hmm. a really solid story there. Uh, on 73... Well, hold on, back on 65, they do have a Flashpoint box set as well. But nobody wants that. Well, this I think this story is a little bit under underappreciated. Um, now, it ultimately, it is the reason why we ended up with New 52 like we did because this was a story that created the New 52. They never promoted it as that, but that's ultimately kind of what we got. And then I'm sure in hindsight they regret it, but there were some nice interpretations of characters and a couple of oh my goodness moments for yeah. me reading Flashpoint. I, you can get this for less than 100 bucks, but if you want a box set of it that has the, all the alternate stories and, and, and such, you can get that Get it here? Yeah. Now, ha having said that, that is kind of my issue with Flashpoint, is I don't believe it was intended to be an introduction to the New 52. I think that's what it ended up being. Really? Had it just been a standalone thing, like the Sinestro Core War, mm -hmm. or some of the other series Jeff Johns had done like that, I think it'd be a much better story, and probably more fondly remembered uh, I, than it was. I buy it as the tie-in. He changed the timeline, you know, and it right. was, it was the impact of it is why we had New 52, yeah. so... Uh, on 73, we've got the Swamp Thing Roots of Terror Deluxe Edition, which collects uh, some different specials they've done, but it also collects the Swamp Thing Halloween Horror Giant number one <laughs> that was previously Walmart exclusive. Oh, okay. So it looks like this is the first collection, you know, of any Walmart material that will be available to comic shops. Did you see, by the way, speaking of the Walmart DC stuff, did you see what they're actually doing? They're doing like a mini series collecting the yeah. explosive so, material. Yeah, the the Bendis and the Tom King ones are twelve part stories, so yeah. they're taking two issues 
two of two of their stories, uh, the story from each two uh, from two Walmart stories. Basically, yeah, I'm trying to think of the way to phrase it. And I'm just fumbling <laughs> all over it. But yeah, they're going to take two issues of Walmart, pull the Tom King stories out, put them in one regular comic, and put yeah. that out. So what was twelve issues of Walmart will be six issues yeah. in the comic shop, and that and that's not really a. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that as a solution. Right. I mean, it's better than not having it at all because they've I mean, been I, good. I feel like it, it's almost a concession of like, here, you are going to get a monthly book. Yeah. We will do a trade of this. You know, they'll double dip on it like that. But what stinks is like, the first appearance of Jenny Hex was already in there. Well, right. the first appearance of Jenny Hex is not in the reprint that you put in the comic shops. It's still in the Walmart book. Yeah. So the one that people want is still the one right. that's in the Walmart one. So <laughs> like, you're still driving business to Walmart. You're not... I, I understood it, and clearly I misunderstood, that they were going to then begin putting out the same book in both. Like, comic shops will get the giant, and Walmart will get the right. giant. Buy it where you want, and it seems like that's not the case. Well, that, I mean... Maybe that, it will be down the road. Maybe after the miniseries. Yeah, around, yeah. You know. But at least not for now. But hey, on the upside, you get to you do get to buy those, yeah. so that's good, and you're and right. It's the first be- place to get that suit. That's I one thing. I believe those will be in the next catalog. Yeah, I knew, it was, I knew it was the summer we were supposed yeah. to start seeing them. <laughs> so probably a lot more on that next time, yeah. next month. Page uh, 77? Yeah, I got that too. Okay, well, you go ahead. <laughs> no, you no, go ahead. Okay, well, I was just going to mention that Michael Atchison one time asked me if I had read Why the Last Man, and when I told him no, I could like literally feel the disappointment in his voice <laughs> pushing down on my shoulders. So I just want to let Mike know that I have read the first five volumes of that, and I'm working my way through it. It is very, very good. So if you want to get the complete story, all what? 60 issues? Mm-hmm. Yeah, all 60 issues. 1,440 yeah. pages. <laughs> in one book. I don't think that's how I want to hold it and read it. Um, it's, not for, it's not for bed reading, that's no. for sure. <laughs> yeah, this Unless is the kind that goes on the shelf. In, yeah, it yeah, goes on the shelf for display. Uh, type A little pricey at 150 bucks, but that is a lot of pages for 150 bucks. Hardcover. Story's worth it, so... Thank you, Michael, for recommending that to me, and I will finish it at some point. I'm, you know, five eighths of the way through. I promise. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, after that, on seventy eight and seventy nine, we've got the Batman White Knight and Mister Miracle hardcovers that were promised to the direct market. And Mister Miracle has been retroactively called mm-hmm. Black, Label. Black Label. And White Knight is not, even though it has been <laughs> oh, previously. You're right. So it I don't is. know why the hardcover isn't. I didn't notice that. Yeah. Maybe it's just a misprint in the catalog. Couldn't be. But who knows? But yeah, I'm gonna tell you. I bought both covers of all 12 issues of Mr. Miracle. I bought the trade. I'm going to buy that hardcover too. (laughs) On uh, 81, we've got the DC Designer Series Batman by Frank Miller statue and sort of uh, representing the second issue to the Dark Knight Returns cover. I'm not a statue guy, but I kind of want this. Really? Yeah. I kind of I I hate it. I love that cover. It's a device. <laughs> yeah, cover. I do too. I do too. I I, I like you the know. cover. I don't know that I like it as a statue. I think the cape. It, like the cape's not doesn't feel right to me looking at that picture. So. I, I said and looked at this when I was when I was marking the catalog up for this podcast, and I thought, why don't I like this? It does look just like the cover, mm-hmm. and somehow it being in three dimensions it's, looks uglier. I, th- than, I think the you know, pose might not be great. The hand true. placement could probably be a little better in this. Uh, I think you might get some jokes yeah. from your friends on that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I, love, I love that. Yeah, cover. I see what you're saying. And I, I do like the grizzled, beat up Batman. There, is a, there feels like emotion implied. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, on 83, we've got this month's Black, Batman black and white statue. Uh, it's by Joe Madureira. Um, I like him as an artist. I can't think of him having a significant run on Batman ever. Or have ever drawn it at all that I can recall. Yeah, like, I mean, some variant covers and things. Really? I can't even, yeah. Okay, I was like, I can't even remember that. I'm sure it has. But, but Oh, yeah. we're right there, straight from the variant cover of Justice League of Earth 1 to 1. Oh, is that what it's yeah. Oh, yeah, it says. there you go. <laughs> I mean, use our reading skills, Dan. Come yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> got time I, for no reading? I will tell you on page 85, if there's one thing that no one wants to see when they walk into their date's house, <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a semi-life-size replica of the Batman Who Laughs cowl. Um, that's a great way to end your date right there. Ugh. Or just any of those cowls. Yeah. Don't, <laughs> get him, don't get him started on the 86, we've got the latest. It's an ba- odd trend in collectibles, right? Like it's well, the just, fact that they're half size. Right. right. That's, that's what I mean. Like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't quite understand. Yeah. <laughs> I think I said this last time. I don't know who the market on this is. Right. Like, who do you envision is going to see this and be like, put my name down right now. I need a half size Batman Who Laughs spike mask cowl. <laughs> like, just, the Batman Who Laughs without weird? the laugh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because there's no face. It's just it's empty. Just it's, just, it's just a Batman. He's cowl in the shower. With this a... is laying on the bed. <laughs> <laughs> this is where he keeps it when he's yeah. at home relaxing, yeah. man. Like puts it away properly. It looks like a what was Speedball's name when he became a penance. A penance. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it it looks look like, like somebody. Penance. It looks like Batman cosplaying his penance. Yeah. <laughs> it's just weird. Uh, right after that, we've got the Batman Black and White minifigure seven pack uh, box set four. And again, these are the ones that are available mass market, but here you can get them all not blind bagged. You know what you're getting. You mm-hmm. get a set here. Uh, this time they come with a Norm Brayfogle exclusive. And so he's got that big bulky cape. It might be too big for the blind bags maybe, but it's a nice one to have. Uh, on the last page, we've got some T-shirts. We've got the Batman Joker laughing one, but there's a nice Kelly Jones Nightfall with the Bane breaking Batman's back that is super tiny in this catalog for some reason. Mm-hmm. Like You can barely see it. <laughs> So, is that it for DC That's then? That's it for DC. We've already put it away. So right. we're just waiting so for you to Marvel, catch up. Yeah. yeah. Keep waiting. All right. Page two, Marvel. Anybody else want to talk about page one? <laughs> Which is nothing. So page two, just going to mention War of the Realms still going on. 26 comics. Next. Give them to me. 26 pages. More <laughs> comics. I, no, I'm well, a, it's the checklist is 26 books. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. 26 books. I've got some of this on there. Some oh, of this on Okay, yeah. all right. Well, here we go. I man, I can't get over how much I like these these uncolored pages from Russell Dodderman on uh, the Spider Man looks awesome. Some artists look better, yeah. not oh, colored, sure. and, and like, some look better like, not inked. We will talk about that a little okay, bit later right. in the previews too. There is somebody where there is something where I think, oh, it's in color. Yeah. No, I don't really want that, uh, but I'm super excited about this. I also like that it does feel like it's kind of. Getting in and out, it's not wearing out. It's welcome here. It's double months. shipping. Yeah. yeah, three months. So I'm no. and, and have have you, have you guys read it yet? No. No. no, I I liked issue one. I thought it was fun. I stand by my. By the way, Acts of Vengeance. That's the crossover I was oh, trying to think of before. Right, right. right, and we got home and I had to Google that. You have no idea how complicated it was to Google. <laughs> like I'm like I know what this crossover is. Right. Give it to me, Google. You're supposed to know these things. And I was like trying to think of the right search string. And for the record, I work in search engine work, so this should be good for me. And I was like, oh god. How do I phrase this and make Google understand me? And I found it after a couple of tries, and I was like, Acts of Vengeance, dang it, why could I remember that? Like, in my brain, I could see the Marvel Series 1 trading card picture that had it, and it was like, oh, come on, come on, photographic memory, pull it out! I couldn't think of the words. So, yeah, but uh, no, I enjoyed issue one a lot. One of my issues with Marvel crossovers is how often people say things like, can I just buy the main book? And, of course, that's what you want to hear, and, of course, Marvel's like, totally, you can buy the main book. Mm -hmm. But what the main book is a lot of times is it's about 
four or five six-page stories that are really just like a slice of another miniseries. So they will do a little, like four or five, six pages of something, and then the bottom will be like, see the rest of this story in uh, a mini. And then you flip the page and it's like, but over in Wakanda, this was happening. And then you get five or six pages and it's like, see the rest in Secret Invasion Black Panther. And you're like, dang it. And, and, you know, all the main book is, is essentially just an ad you paid for for all the other minis. And that's what's so frustrating. I cannot speak for what will happen in all the other War of the Realms issues, but War of the Realms 1 told one story that had nothing to do with anything else, and I liked it. I thought it was fun. It clipped along. Spider-Man had some amazing Spider-Man lines. I really liked it a lot. Um, but on 24 and 25, has anybody got anything before yeah. that? Okay, 24 and 25, this is the cost that you have to pay for War of the Realms. Tony Stark Iron Man, not written by Dan Slott, and Venom, not written by Donny Cates. Yeah. So to keep up and have these things done in time, you got Gail Simone on Iron Man, and you Which, got Cullen Dunn on Venom. No, it's not a bad yeah, replacement. for a fill-in issue, that's Correct. That's good, what I was going to say. It's not like they pulled, you know, Ralph Macchio out of the, <laughs> out of the old folks' home. We're like, Ralph, get in there and write this Iron Man. Yeah, he's working on Cobra Kai. <laughs> <laughs> he has an issue in here, too, I think. Isn't he? Isn't he doing a Spider-Man thing? But, uh, yeah, that, too. That's fun. I just got your joke. I I was like, is he, is he working on that show? <laughs> I was thinking about, like, Jeff Loeb is always off doing TV shows, too. But, oh, Ralph Macho, I got you. I'm slow sometimes. But, uh, yeah, like, you know, if you're going to have fill-ins, great. But if you are... What this means is that if you're a person who was only buying Iron Man, right. this is now a skippable issue for mm -hmm, you because right. it has nothing to do. It's not even Dan Slott's run. It, you know it has nothing to do with that now. And I think that's a really lousy way to tie your books in. Yeah. Effectively, you just put these books on hiatus and you did a one-shot is what you yeah. did. And then they resume as normal the next month, mm -hmm. I guess. Uh, on the next page. Yeah, 26 and 27. Got yeah. Black Cat number one. I, J. Scott I, Campbell. I cover. can't for the life of me think of why I need a Black Cat ongoing, but I will be darned if I'm not going to buy it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because it looks awesome, and I love the Black Cat. Look, if I, I'm a Batman guy, and I love Catwoman, and secondarily, I'm a Spider-Man guy, which means I have to like the Black Cat. <laughs> if I had my way, I'd have Spider-Man be with Black Cat all the time, not Mary Jane or mm. Resurrected Gwen or something else. <laughs> I love the Black Cat. She's a big part of the reason that I love that Spider-Man PS4 game so much. All of the interaction with him and the black hat was so fun. My wife would make me, if there was going to be a, a cutscene coming up, she would make me yell from the other room <laughs> if there was going to be a black hat scene because she loved those scenes. And she would come running through the house and be like, did I miss anything? No, 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 no. And this, she's a popular character right yep. now as well, so this this book could sell pretty good. Yeah, you know? I'm going to get it. Yeah. 28? Yeah. Silver Surfer, yeah. finally have another series. They had that weird like one-shot annual just like, between kind of out of series yeah. yeah i think this is the same artist trad moore who mm -hmm. did the art on that annual yeah. it looks very very familiar kind of a bubbly looking silver yeah. surfer i don't know if i care for the appearance uh, in this it's got kind of a 60s vibe to it though, yeah right? but uh yeah a little bit but uh um, i'll probably the surfer's one of my favorite characters so i will probably be picking this up so. donny cates is one of my mm -hmm. buy on site writers yep. so uh i was gonna probably get it anyway but i'll definitely get it if it's donny cates yeah i assume it being titled silver surfer black Means we're never getting a Jeff Loeb, Tim Sale, Silver Surfer book. I assume oh. that Jeff Loeb's would be Silver Surfer, Silver. <laughs> 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 or Silver Surfer Chrome. Right. And they'd be oh, all Chrome covers. Nice. Throwback 90s <laughs> mini. And jo Josh Hines will buy every single one of those. I, hey, would buy them. <laughs> I would buy them too. And he and I could compare how notes on how awesome they are. On uh, 31, we've got Incredible Hulk Last Call number one by yeah. Peter David and Dale... 
Keown. Keown? It could have been written by literally anybody, and if Dale Keown drew a Hulk right. issue, I'm well, gonna buy it. This is my favorite but yeah. pairing no, yeah, uh, for the Peter Incredible David Hulk. Peter makes it better, yeah. obviously, yeah. but I mean, I just buy it for Dale Keown drawing the Hulk. Mm-hmm. That's all right. I'll have it. Now, I'm sure it's not gonna tie in with the Mortal Hulk in any shape, no, or fashion. Yeah, this yeah, is just a one shot, you know. So yeah, uh, I think this is kind of trading on a reunion for these guys mm-hmm. after yeah. their run. Yep. This is retirement money, is what this yeah, is. Yeah, for yeah. And, uh, uh, and then on the next page, speaking of them, y'all. So apparently he's fighting a negative villain or something here that's in shadow, whose name is classified, I guess. According to this, I did finally start reading this series. I'm on the first trade. It is very good. So yeah. I mean, and, it, and fair warning, the first few issues are standalone issues, and they're good, but you you would think, well, this is good, but it's not amazing. And then all of a sudden, it starts to mesh together into a more cohesive storyline, and they actually have an arc to it. I mean, I was happy when I read the first four or five months of just every month I'd get a get different a, a different horror, horror Hulk story. adventure, mm-hmm. and I was like, this is amazing. Yep. It felt like Marvel was doing a Vertigo book, you know? <laughs> but then it's it's been a bit more superhero-y lately, but not still not like a traditional marvel superhero book so I, I'm, I'm a huge fan it's my favorite yeah. it's my favorite book for marvel it's arguably my favorite book period uh, any week that it comes out yeah, and it w- definitely moves here at the store yeah, you know what i mean and online my god yeah, I mean, if I you have those you, uh, early issues yeah no kidding you have no. some money mm-hmm. on the next page you know i talked about it last month Nothing about that cover makes me not want to buy that. <laughs> that brown suit Wolverine and Conan right. the Barbarian. Get out of my brain, Jerry Dugan. This is amazing. It's probably not going to be good, but I'll really like it all the same. Well, it's even more 90s then. Yeah. <laughs> 36, 37. Yeah. True Believers books. Uh, well, we got first Peter Porker, Spectacular Spider-Ham, reprint of Amazing Spider-Man number one, Marvel Team Up 141, which is the tide for the first black suit Spider-Man. Uh, first Mo- Morbius, right? Uh, yeah. The McFarlane cover book that sold for like six figures. So the actual original art for that. First appearance of Mysterio. So there's some pretty good books here for a buck. We've got uh, Aunt May marrying Doc Ock. Yeah. <laughs> and the preacher says the with this ring I the web. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> The fact that he is webbing the Bible, yeah, and yeah. that is is really he can't, a, a, he can't perform the ceremony without the Bible. Right, Peter right, Peter right, knows that he's like right, I have to get the book away. But mm. I just like the idea that Peter is stealing a Bible, by the way, <laughs> and also he's you know spraying adhesive all over it. Like, right. well, I'll show you, Doc. Yeah, I'll hour, deface this Bible in, in front of my aunt. In an hour, it'll be fine. That's right. <laughs> yeah. uh, I just want to point out though the Marvel Tales T A I L. First mm-hmm. appearance of Peter Porker has actually gone up since Spider Verse came out. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's so uh, this is probably the cheapest way to get that book right mm-hmm. now. Yep. And absolutely. then on thirty nine. Yeah. Yeah, buddy, I'm getting that. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so we got Spider Man Annual Number One featuring Spider Ham, and it's Jason Latour. Yeah. So it's not like they just farmed this out to an intern. They got a, a legit Jason Latour. If you don't know, uh, co-created Spider Gwen. So this yeah. is really appropriate that he'd be in uh, the Spider-Verse stuff. Yeah, and I'm assuming and that Spider-Peng? Pen? I know, I don't know what a, it is it's either. It's a Penguin-Gwen pun somewhere. I just yeah. don't know what it is yet. Yeah. <laughs> and variant cover by Ron Lim. Just speaking it's of the 90s. Like, it's always like... <laughs> yeah, there's not very I'm, many people more 90s Marvel yeah. than Ron Lim. And right? like every now and then I'm like, Where, what's Ron Lim been doing? And then there's a variant or something just out of the blue. I had somebody you ask know? me that question last week. Really? Yeah. I just ran into somebody outside the post office and it's like, we were talking about Silver Surfer all of a sudden. It's like, what's Ron Lim doing? I was like, yeah. well, mainly just variant covers. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, my next thing's not till 43. Anything for 43? Nope. 
Nope. Well, 43, we got uh, Spider-Man Life Story uh, Part 4, the 90s. Now, most of these covers, I've been able to figure out what the Spider-Man story was and then what, like, the 90s reference is, and I have no clue off of this cover what the what the reference is and what the story is going to be about. I mean, my only thing is him looking at a reflection, I feel like, would imply the Clone Saga uh, if they are keeping it in with what was going on in the 90s, but I don't know. Okay. No, I would, that, that I would, would accept that. So, yeah. I had to explain this way too hard to somebody the other day. They were like, I don't get it. I'm like, okay. So Spider-Man was created. Like, yeah, I had to go through the whole thing like, explain And he goes, oh. Like after uh, several times, he goes, oh. So it's like in real time. And I said, that's there, what I said. I said it's in real time. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I tried the first place. And he didn't get it. But he finally got it. And he was like, oh, that's an awesome idea for a book. I know. That's yeah. what I was saying. <laughs> I'm, for some reason, I marked page 51 for Donny Cates, Guardians of the Galaxy, probably just to say that it's a Donny Cates book that I buy, but I am amused that already there's the resurrection of Thanos. You knew he couldn't mm-hmm. stay dead too long. Well, it seems like this is two months too late, though. Yep. 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 On uh, 52... It's just a miniseries, and it's over in this month. I think we still have the first parts of it. But holy crap, Meet the Scrolls is really fun. Is it um, I, I've never talked about this on the podcast. Obviously, it's never come up. But my favorite show, drama-wise, of all time is The Americans. And I was probably going to buy this anyway because I thought it was kind of a cool concept. But I read an interview where Robbie Thompson said it's basically a Marvel version of The Americans. And I was like, say no more. I will buy this now. <laughs> and you know what? It's not wrong. He was not wrong. It's pretty darn close. And I liked it a lot. Um, so I'm hoping maybe it'll be good enough to get another follow-up mini or something later, but very, very, very worth picking up in trade or something down the road. On uh, 54, we've got Howard the Duck number one facsimile edition. So I'll just roll my eyes. <laughs> so if you want to have a uh, facsimile copy of Howard the Duck number one with ads included. Not about it being Howard the Duck, about it being a facsimile edition. Right. <laughs> 57, anything for 57? Nope. I just uh, 57 is actually Black Panther issue 13, but what I like is the David Mack variant cover, mm. which is really really nice. Wish that was on a Captain America book instead of on a Black Panther book, yeah. but uh, not. That's kind of odd. Yeah, well, no, it's just they're doing it. That's they're seeing the Marvel's 25th tribute yeah. issue, so there's a bunch of covers that, you know, and Marvel does this all the time. Yeah. It's like I got like a random Daredevil issue one time that's a, 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 a Jane Foster Thor cover, and it's just like. Yeah. <laughs> why but yeah they do so. i just bought a variant of thor the other day because it had punisher on it and yeah. i was like I, mean, I love this cover but what did i just buy oh it's yeah. thor i just saw the cover and i was like love that let's well, take no, it i did the and same I'm thing like, oh. last year they did a thor issue with a fantastic four she hulk cover by brian hitch i'm like i love that cover i'm getting mm-hmm. it got nothing to do with the book <laughs> anything for 69 nope 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 it's time for the rob liefeld game <laughs> I'm not even worried about the Rob Liefeld game. It's time for the Sam Keith game. Oh, Sam okay, Keith coming back to do a brown suit Wolverine. Mm-hmm. I'm there. More importantly, like, to me, Larry Hama. Yeah. yeah. Brown suit Wolverine. And Claremont, too. But yeah, like, I love, Larry Hama's who was writing Wolverine when yeah. I started reading Wolverine. And also G.I. Joe, man. So yeah, like oh, yeah. I remember realizing, oh man, the guy who writes Wolverine's the guy who also wrote Snake Eyes. Of course he is. That's yes. why he's so awesome. <laughs> I have a no, Snake I love, Eyes I sketch love from Larry Sam Hama. Keith's Marvel Comics Presents Wolverine stuff he mm-hmm. did. So I'm really yep. glad to see him coming back to this character. Mm-hmm. What sucks is that his cover is a variant, and who knows if we'll be able to get it or not. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> well, so so speaking of Liefeld game, we have three pages of Liefeld, and how many pairs of feet do we have? One. One. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's just the one foot. I would also point it? out that the ones we do have are people looking to the right. right there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so that's part two of the game. And, and the same so, thing on he, uh, on all three of them. People are sort of angled to the right. Will a he bit. sign these books? Jeez. Oh, <laughs> hey, but apparently, okay. So page seven, you got Major X. Apparently, issue one of that book sold out. Yeah. 
So who knows? I don't know if you got your copy. You know. What Dan is referencing and the will he sign it <laughs> no. is that apparently the official first appearance of Major X is in Spider-Man Deadpool 47. It's a cameo and Rob Liefeld refuses to sign those books because he says they're not the real first appearance. And I guess someone informed me today that the <clears throat> real first appearance is in some exclusive cover that you can only get through Liefeld, which is like an extra level of of uh, rudeness there on wow. top of it yeah but if you don't know i mean rob liefeld already charges more if you want him to sign a new mutants 87 there's one price and if you want him to sign a new mutants 88 there's a higher price and if you want it cgc it's a higher price on top of that so i don't know you it know what you know what prices are they kind of change from oh, okay. when i was at one show i think it was like 25 bucks for a, any signature and then it was like 50 for 50 for 87 wow. and 75 for 98 and then there was like an additional $50 charge or something if you wanted at CGC I'm probably getting the prices wrong but I remember walking by his booth and seeing that there were there was a a schedule of pricing and it was like you know any book this new mutants 87 this new mutants 98 this and CGC is an additional cost and I I thought well, I don't want to get any of those books signed anyway but right. geez dude definitely yeah. not now yeah. <laughs> um Page 90 is my next thing. On 79, we've got uh, X-Men Grand Design Extinction Number 2. And so this is wrapping up Ed, Pisk Ed Pisker's X-Men run of kind of retelling the history of the characters. Uh, I really like this. I'm kind of bummed it's wrapping up. I hope he moves on to something else. I feel I, like there's plenty of Marvel properties he can do this I miss with the original one that was the you know original five X-Men. Mm-hmm. And I've just been waiting ever since for the inevitable, really amazing, oversized right. hardcover yeah. of all of it together. <laughs> and when that gets, when when you do all of them together, I'm going to buy that and yeah. it's going to look and really cool. Yeah, treasury size. No one yeah, that's, that's do, what I'm so, hoping. Yeah. yeah. Page uh, 90, we've got Star Wars Galaxy Edge issue number three. I haven't talked about this before, but uh, my oldest son just randomly asked me, hey, do you think you can get uh, the Galaxy's Edge book? The, he called it the Jetta Connection because I said, so it took me a little while to find it. It's like, do you mean this? And it's like, but this is based on the new theme park at Disney. Yeah. So it's a, a story on uh, the Galaxy's Edge theme park coming this year to Disneyland and Walt Disney World. So uh, that's why he's interested in it. So we will probably be tracking this one down. And right now there's at least one person screaming, Disney's going to ruin Star Wars and Marvel <laughs> to, their, to their, uh, <laughs> their car as they listen to their commute. Uh, back on 87, we've got Star Wars number 67. And this is wrapping up Kieran Gillen's run with the uh, scourging of Shutoran. Did you see who's taking over? No, I did not. Greg Pak. Really? Yeah. Are they renumbering? Or I don't think so. I think it's just, just okay. continuing. I think the on. rumor was they were going to try to restart oh, with a new number. I hadn't on. heard that. I hope not. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised at this point. If I they guess did. I don't care. But, but yeah. But this has been a really good story yeah. so far. So I think he's probably going to go out on a bang here with this. Uh, I did see. I don't think it's in here, but I think I saw where Chris Sprouse was doing one of these one shots. They are. That they've already solicited, and I think he's dropped out of that one. Oh, that's, that's what I was about to say. Was, I don't want to break your heart, but I think he's off that book yeah, now. Yeah. yeah, you got it. I can't remember which one. Well, it he's was listed on right uh, Age of Rebellion, Luke Skywalker, Is as it, the artist. Might, okay, maybe it was that one. Well, that's unfortunate. Yeah, he's a good artist. I don't mm -hmm. think he gets enough work anymore. I, I mean, I don't know what the circumstances are of that, but I think he is also older than we think he is. 
No, I don't is think he not? Because so. no. I he was at a Superman celebration like three or four. Well, years I mean, ago. I mean, as far as years in the industry, I think he's been oh, around yeah, longer been, than yeah, I think he has. Okay. And I think this is. I think he's in the I can take work when I want it kind of phase. Maybe okay. yeah. a little bit more. Well, I know he was. You know, I mean, he was on Justice League. Um, the blah ha ha Justice League yeah. for a while, and yeah. that was yeah. what the late eighties. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I mean, so yeah, yeah he's, he's been at it for yeah. at least that long. So uh, on, don't know what page this is because they don't like page numbers later in the catalog. <laughs> but we've got Namor the Submariner by John Byrne and J. Lee Omnibus. Uh, I think I have a couple issues of John Byrne's run. I always think about mm-hmm. checking it out. I have all of them, so. and I bought just because it's John Byrne. Yeah, <laughs> and I love John Byrne. Is, is the run any good? I don't know. I've never read it. <laughs> I bought it because it was John Byrne. I, 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 I have. I'm have, gonna have, read that someday, and it's in a box somewhere. I've owned that whole run. I don't know how many I, times over, and yeah. I always just sell it. I yeah, did. I, I did yeah. read them when they were new. I read like right. the first six or eight issues off the mm-hmm. shelf, and then it was one of those things that they like got beat up from being hauled back and forth to uh, junior high or whatever. And then <laughs> one year when I was here, when I was still working at the shop, I was like, "Oh, this is all of John Burns' run. I will take that." Mm-hmm. And it just got bagged and board and put away in a box, and I've right. never. But of all the things that I've gotten rid of, and boy, I've sold a lot of my collection over the years and rebought it. Mm-hmm. Um, the John Byrne Marvel stuff is is I've I've never really gotten rid of it. So I still yeah. have that. I have Alpha Flight. You guys were all oh. laughing about Alpha Flight. I, I just I. I I just reread. I just reread not too long ago the the first two story arcs of Alpha Flight. Yeah, because it's John Byrne. Still a fun book. Yeah, I'm really well laugh about Alpha Flight. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, look, the thorn in my side. It's been since I've been here at the store. (laughs) Really? Yeah. I'm just going to root for any book that has a short, bald guy with a beard. Right. For reasons that I don't fully understand, I just always liked Puck. I guess. Page 104, so we have the Daredevil by Frank Miller box set slipcase. So this basically has all of your Frank Miller work on Daredevil and Elektra. Um, again, pricey, $250. Yeah, Overpriced. they're trades, right? Not hardcovers. Oh, yeah. 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 Right? That's crazy talk. I looked at it and I thought, that's great. Oh, wait, no. Mm, I mean, yeah. I, I have the Marvel Visionaries Frank yeah, Miller that they too. did well, like 15 years ago. That was three volumes. They were like 20 mm-hmm. bucks a piece or something. Right, yeah. Doesn't feel like this is different than that. Mm-hmm. Although they did throw in like, you know, Born Again and some other stuff. Mm-hmm. I get that. But. Well, this has got a poster. <laughs> but you probably can't see it. Yeah, right. It's yeah. art not final. <laughs> yeah. uh, one oh. And that's it. There's also a companion trade. It says Daredevil by Frank Miller companion, and it's like, what's in the companion? Sketchbook stuff. You honestly, I don't. Maybe? I don't know, and it doesn't. It's not real. I don't think yeah. it's real and clear. It's, it's yeah. 264 pages. That's a lot of companion material. Yeah, that's bigger than but, some. Of, that's bigger than yeah, the, the bigger trades. than the trades. It's yeah. probably just scripts. And yeah. since Miller was writing and drawing his own thing, it'll be like draw Daredevil here, dummy. And then, you know, <laughs> yeah. Draw what you want, there's Frank. A, there's a stick man <laughs> where Daredevil goes. Right. Dear, dear future Frank, <laughs> draw what you want, past Frank. Right on, past Frank. I will. Page one hundred eight. On 107. <laughs> 107. Go ahead. We got Marvel eighty for eighty hardcover, which is a collection of a bunch of pinups. And posters it's of course a collection of those specials they have on ESPN. <laughs> right. The Marvel yeah. 80 for 80. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> of course. But it is 168 pages for the 80 pounds. Because <laughs> I guess there's commentary and yeah. stuff in it. Well, maybe on the back they have the commentary so right. you can choose which art you want to display or display yeah. all of them. <laughs> right. The back of it's just like, this is a picture of the thing. Yeah. And the next one, <laughs> this, this is a picture of the Hulk. And like, thanks a lot, Marvel. No, no, no. This yeah, page intentionally went blank. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 107. Okay, I mock Rob Liefeld from time to time, but honestly, what? I actually like. I, I I bought all of this stuff. Oh yeah, you know, no, early sure. on. I actually like it, but 
Here on page 107, they got Marvel Universe by Rob Liefeld, Omnibus Hardcover. The bust This cow. is the worst <laughs> yeah. drawing of Captain America ever published in any medium Can I tell you, anywhere. I, I think, I don't want to be a jerk, I think you're wrong because I think <laughs> the original version yeah. of this is worse. worse. Is it yeah. worse? Yeah. Is this not you're, the original? You're rem- no, you're oh. remembering this is the original. The original yeah, is, I, I, yeah, is I thought bustier, it was, yeah, shall I thought we it was say. scaled back maybe a little bit. I thought, well, maybe I was just Yeah, no, this is, this is like a revision. Okay. It's still oh. bad. Bad. I'm not terrible. saying it's yeah, not bad. It's bad. It is, but the original, as I recall, is worse. It right? Is. Like okay. it's all right. It's uh, really definitely bad. This is the book that years ago, back on the strip, Dennis tried to convince me it was so bad it was good to try to get me to buy it. <laughs> I did not buy it. <laughs> but yeah, it, I haven't ever read it. I just remember. I remember being excited about Marvel Reborn or the Heroes Reborn, mm-hmm. hearing about it at school back in high school. I remember driving down to the comic book store when they first came out, <laughs> and I picked up Captain America, and I went, no. And I put it back, yeah. and I've never read it. And I like Rob Liefeld, but I picked mm-hmm. it up, and I thought, no, God, no. I can't, no. And just put it back. That's it for me. <laughs> and I've never read any of the Heroes Reborn stuff. Um, on 109, because mm-hmm. uh, we're going to talk about it every single time if I can, yep. Immortal Hulk, Volume 1 Hardcover. It's really good. This is issues 1 through 10, plus um, the, the first salient appearance. parts yeah. from Avengers 684. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, after that, on 110, we've got Ultimate Spider-Man, Power and Responsibility, Marvel Select Hardcover. Uh, this collects issues 1 through 7 of the original mm-hmm. Ultimate Spider-Man run, and it's super solid, really good stuff by Yeah, Bendis it is. And Mark mm-hmm. Bagley, so... Got me reading a whole line of Marvel for a while. Well, and the yeah. Bendis Badly yeah. Run outlasted, people, yeah. yeah, outlasted uh, Lee Kirby as far yeah. as number of issues. Mm-hmm. So that's like, isn't that still like the longest continuous run by a, a duo? By a pair, by yeah, a pair, I so. yeah. I think you're right. So, um, yeah, you've got the same thing I do on one yeah. one uh, twenty. I'm on one twenty one. So you got one. Oh, okay, so I, nothing, nothing really too notable, but just um, this is, you know, officially official, as it were, that the Dark Horse Conan stuff is now. Totally being reprinted in Marvel. So the Jewels of Gwalur and other stories was from Dark Horse uh, back in the early 2000s. So uh, there was at one point a question about whether or not Marvel got the rights to that when they got the rights to Conan. Like, do they get other companies' stories yeah. that they publish too? And and they do because um, Dark Horse did when they published it. They republished yeah. the Marvel stuff under theirs. So um, I remember reading somebody saying, "I'm not sure if that's the way it's going to be," but no, yeah, it is. So I if you assure, ever miss- I can assure that person that's how licenses work. Yeah. <laughs> well, you'd think that, yeah. <laughs> but every once in a while. Like somebody works a deal where their version is only reprinted by them, and well, it was I like mean, that's that's how you don't have Magnus Robot Fighter and Valiant right now. Yeah. Like we printed it, and now we can't ever reprint it well, because that's somebody a, that's, yeah. they didn't create it though either. Right, right, that's right, a whole right. other rights thing. Yeah. Like well, like on licensing. Like I remember when the Lord of the Rings films were out. Well, there were all these Lord of the Rings video games, but. Um, EA had rights to the movie version yep, of right. Lord of the Rings, right. but uh, some other company had rights to the book version. So right. they're both releasing well, our time strategy. Well, that's games. why brings up because yeah. this is this is <laughs> yeah. not this is not Robert E. Howard stuff. This is right. stuff that was commissioned by Dark Horse. And so every once mm-hmm. in a while, you get weird like yeah. creator licensing. I didn't give you permission to. And I know it's probably all work for hire, and it was all assigned right. to the estate of Robert E. Howard. But you never know. Right. Because this uh, pulp material has been mishandled a lot by yeah, a lot of people, yeah. and this wouldn't have been the first time. So if you missed it last time, it's still there. And page 121, Conan the Barbarian, Volume 1. This is the first of the new Marvel yep. uh, series. Right. We reviewed the first issue. I think we all liked it. Yeah. So I haven't read anything past the first issue. Planning on picking still, up the trade. Still been solid. Pick yeah, up yeah. that trade. I'm picking up that trade yeah. to, to read it. So that's all I had for Marvel. I've got, I think, two things left. 
Go. What you got, Dan? What's the first thing? I got 136 and 137. I got 128. Uh, the Star Wars Legends Epic Collection. I don't really have a lot of deep commentary here other than to say that Al Williamson is the first artist that I recognized without knowing his name. He did the Return of the Jedi adaptation in the 80s, and it's the first comic books that anybody bought me. And when I came to work for Dennis, we were looking through EC stuff, and I said, this looks like the guy who did those Star Wars comics. And Dennis was like, what are you talking about? And I said, this looks exactly like my Return of the Jedi issues. And I went and dug him up, and we were like, well, I'll be. And Dennis didn't, I think, remember that. And so it's the first person that I knew their art without knowing their name. I recognize Al Williamson's art, and it's, it's fantastic. Um, if you are a more recent Star Wars fan, it's kind of a cool peek into what Star Wars was before it was like a monolith of entertainment that had mm -hmm. you know such a mm -hmm. deep canon that this was back when you could do any dang thing you wanted right. sci-fi could just be bolted onto Marvel or onto Star Wars however you darn well please these are the newspaper strips yeah, that's, that's the, newspaper the Marvel stuff. stuffs you know full of famously the green rabbits right. and mm -hmm. stuff but the newspaper strips were a, a bit more Flash Gordon mm -hmm. which is very much in keeping with what Star Wars was originally designed to be yeah. so it's kind of cool so if you haven't seen that stuff it is really neat mm -hmm. and then my last thing what was your last one Dan? One 136 and 137. Yep, we're probably talking about the same so, things. Go ahead. Since I'm in the the way I've been feeling about the last week, I should be able to pronounce this very well. <laughs> it's not brand. <laughs> <laughs> you sound very German <laughs> when you do it. Link collection. Uh, again, reprinting the old series. And it, only uh, 1 through 13, I guess, and uh, you know, 14 came out years later. I've just got the feeling that book ran way longer than that. Yeah. Maybe I'm thinking of what the and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, you know what? You're probably mm -hmm. right. I, but I just feel like same thing. I thought that would be more issues of that book. And then on the next page, we've got Peter Porker, the spe spectacular Spider-Ham complete collection. Um, again, what did we took? About $40 for the trade. Still cheaper than it took me to get them all over the years. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, and Is this all of them? I believe so. Okay. Yeah, it's got Marvel Tales and then 1 through 17. I think that sounds about right. Yeah, that's great. J. Jonah Jackal. <laughs> well, it does say Complete Collection Volume 1, though. Hmm. I couldn't remember how long the book ran. I'll have to go back and I check. thought it was like 17 issues. How many is it? Uh, show? 17. 17. I think it's 17. Okay. I think Actually, I think I just sold 1 through 17 in uh, that series okay. on eBay. So maybe that's what I thought it was complete. So On 141, for some reason, we've got Adventures of the X-Men Volume 1. And so this is like the 90s cartoon book, right? Mm -hmm. I think so. That they're reprinting. And again, written by Karate Kid himself, Ralph Macchio. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure why they're reprinting that now, but I think they just did the Spider-Man one, too. Maybe it was in the last catalog. Uh, last page, posters. Uh, there's only three posters, but they're showing them all. Yep. So They're all just somebody's from this month. Yeah. But that's from, okay. They're all good. Yeah, somewhere from the House of Ideas is obviously listening to our complaints. <laughs> so That Dan Brown's got a lot of good ideas. Right. <laughs> well, somebody learned. A whole house full, if you will. Big book. Ugh. All right. On page to the, 28. On to the catalog. Get your copy of previews. Play along. <laughs> so you can also be disappointed at the side two cover, as we will be discussing soon. Oh, man. I was so glad I yeah. wasn't the only one who was enraged. But, oh, I wasn't enraged. It was just like so yes, bummed. Yes, yes. No. Oh, what yeah. a tease you are, previews. <laughs> On page 33, we've got the free comic book day offerings, which will be coming up May 4th here at the mm -hmm. store. So come by, get some free books. We already have some of them here, yeah. so you know they're going to be on time. There you go. So my first thing is on 44. I got nothing until 72. Okay, so on page 44, we have a new five-issue series, image issue number one, called Thumbs. Uh, 
speaking of, uh, it describes itself as social network meets Blade Runner. So when I see Blade <laughs> Runner, that automatically uh, triggers something positive for me. So I will be at least picking up the first issue to try out this new series. They got four pages of sample art. I, I'm not wowed by it. They seem yeah, to be the, doing that a lot lately. Well, Image always has. Yeah. They've done several pages to try to, you know, make sure you're going to like the book before you order it. And um, So I'm going to give this one a shot, you know, see how it goes. Again, to see how Blade Runner it actually is. The so. cynic in me always looks at Image books and thinks that these are all, of course, being uh, envisioned by their creators as pitches for a movie. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think when I looked at that one, no one's buying your property called Thumbs. Yeah. <laughs> that should have had a better name. Never better name. Yeah. Like, nobody's yeah. like, you want to make a movie out of Thumbs? I don't know what that is, but no, I do not. Yeah. <laughs> I will not give you millions. On a 58, we have spawn number 298. Mm -hmm. Creeping Getting up on close. 300. I'm hoping we get the kind of math we used to get in the 90s. I'm hoping <laughs> it goes 298, 302, right. then back to 299, and then we'll get 300 in a couple of months. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! And then we've got McFarlane referencing himself here mm -hmm. with his uh, Spider-Man cover. Yeah. Oh, you think he'll do that for two ninety-nine and three hundred? That's pretty smart. Yeah. I'll bet. I'll oh, bet. Yeah. I'll bet he at least does a variant like that for three hundred, if not the main cover. That's pretty smart. Yeah. Um, right after that, we've got Wicked and Divine number 45 mm -hmm. wrapping up the series. Hey, that means I can finally start reading it. There you go. <laughs> we had the first issue around here somewhere. Well, I have the whole run of the book. Oh, okay. There I've been go. buying it since it came out, and <laughs> I don't know why. I, I read the first, like, six issues, and then I kind of fell off on it. And then around the time that I was going to get back into it, he announced that it was going to have a finite end. And I thought, well, I guess I'll just wait until it's over, right. and I'll read the whole dang book. I don't have anything to 132. So. On 64, we've got Spawn Cover Gallery, Volume 1 Hardcover, uh, getting the Spawn hype train in <laughs> going <laughs> to 300. But it's Advanced Solicit, and I'm not sure when it comes out. I'm sure it says somewhere. Oh, August. So why why do you need extra time to do a card cover collection of covers? Your guess is well, that they're, they're, they're going to put done. 298, 299, no, maybe, maybe. Actually, that's probably true. Yeah. It'll probably ship well, the same no. day as 300. It says it collects the covers for Spawn 1 through 100. It's not like they're randomly choosing yeah. 100 issues. Well... <laughs> now, now, Scott, <laughs> it's not out yet. Let's not say what's in it. Okay, it's a Todd McFarlane image yeah, book. Okay. It could be any number. <laughs> it will probably have toys in it, yeah. <laughs> right. and they'll break in shipping. And, and yeah. a baseball. Yep. There you go. Yeah. Right. It'll just be an empty, large book cut out for a baseball on the inside. It'll have Miracle Man number one. <laughs> yeah. This is mine now. <laughs> on a ninety-one, we've got the Murder Falcon tour T-shirt. So, if you're a fan of that run, they've got the Metal Will Destroy All Evil tour. I am. I own all of them, but I haven't read it yet, and I haven't read it yet because somehow I missed that it existed, and my words to Mike were, how do I not buy a book called Murder Falcon? And he said, I really don't know, and I'm like, can we get those? Because I need those. Uh, going back just a little on 72, uh, you know, here's a personal aside for you. I don't know that there is a more Matt Martin page in this entire catalog than 72 where I have Black Monday Murders and Criminal. You have a gritty... <laughs> Um, you know, a cult murder mystery by Jonathan Hickman, and then you've got Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. So you've got a book I really love, and then you've got one of my absolute I'll buy it on site teams. 
on one page. It's the it's the most me page in the entire catalog. If I bought nothing else all month, it would be that page for sure. <laughs> well, I figured page ninety four from Dark Horse would be the most Matt Martin page in here. Well, we've got you have the to tell me which one that is. Disney Frozen, Frozen well, hero with the well, one. You laugh, but we both know I'm going to buy Frozen. <laughs> <laughs> so it is a Disney book, and I am going to buy it. It's so weird that Dark Horse is doing all this Disney stuff. Did you see that Joe Books that at one point was doing Disney side stuff went bankrupt? Oh really? And IDW is about to go bankrupt. Yeah. I, I don't know if you know that or not. IDW oh. is probably not long for this world. So uh, very sorry, Transformers fans. Yeah, right. that's a shame. Um, but IDW is currently, it is no longer the um, sole ownership company that used to be. It has sort of like, a, it has corporate ownership. And they are recommending selling the company and its assets to keep it afloat. Basically, they want to keep the brand, but they don't really want to keep making comics is what it sounds like. Yeah. On 75, issue one came out today, and we don't have it, and I have to get one. Fair Lady, if you've seen that, it is basically fables, but it's uh, it's about like a, a, a fantasy world, a fairy tale world, and the cops in it. And I loved fables, so I, I didn't, somehow I missed this when it was first solicited. So number three is in this catalog. I'm going to try to track down one and then get two when it comes out um, on, on Rhythm. I don't have anything to 132. Okay, so. Well, on 101, again, in Dark Horse, we've got uh, Snow Glass Apples, and this is Neil Gaiman and Colleen Doran doing a uh, take on Snow White. So probably be quite a few people out there who want to check that out. On page 98 is uh, more Black Hammer 45, which is the From the World of Black Hammer book. But so Black it's, like Hammer, a, it's a blacker hammer? No, it's as black <laughs> as the <laughs> hammer ever gets. <laughs> it's, it's just one hammer, man. Oh, I thought he says more Black Hammer. Well, no, it... <laughs> Yeah, okay. There's more Black Hammer books, all right? I see where you're going. Your wordplay has fooled me again, Dan Brown. Uh, but no, I was just going to highlight that uh, Age of Doom has ended. It says it's the the final episode of Age of Doom, um, which was like the second iteration of the, of the main Black Hammer mm. book. And I don't know. I haven't seen any announcements about if that's actually the end of the main story, or if there's going to be another reboot right. after that, so I'm kind of really, I'm kind of curious to see um, what the next catalog has in it. Oh, no. But the book's great. 103, anything before that? Nope, I got nothing until one. We've got Astro Hustle number four, which will not be coming no, out. No, it will as not. We've, uh, recently found out. I don't know how deep we want to get into that, but... Uh, Let's just say that there were allegations against the writer, yeah. and the book has been pulled. Yeah, this will not be coming out. Yep. Issue two is literally on the shelf right now behind Scott, and that's the last one you're going to see. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Well, at least from Dark Horse. Yeah. I, mean, I suppose you could shop it somewhere else. On uh, 108, we've got the Archie versus Predator trade from Dark Horse, <laughs> and I believe they've announced a second miniseries, right? I don't think that's in here yet. No, it's not. Yeah. And and yes, I am very excited. <laughs> <laughs> I love Archie. I love the Predator. Yeah. I'll get it. And last time, they had a Kelly Jones variant. So I had oh, to did that. they? Yep. I think I missed that. On uh, 117, we've got the EC Archives Crime Suspense Stories, Volume 4. And this collects issues 19 through 27 of the original run, which of course includes the uh, very controversial number 22. That's the yeah, it was the head, the head. Right? yeah, yeah. So uh, and it's a good story. So you know it's sixty dollars, but again it's two eighty pages. It's it's cheaper than buying the originals of these books. I'll tell you that. Okay, I don't know the story behind it. Issue, issue 22. Yeah. Somebody somebody educate me. The cover is a severed head being held by the hair and a bloody axe. Oh, okay. And that was used in the ah, yeah, the okay. Wortham things. Yeah, and then the hearings. it was like basically defend this, sir. Yeah, okay, and you can yeah. imagine how well that went in the yeah. early fifties. Okay. Like, have you read it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to read it, kind of. Crap, yeah. Right. 
But we're all going to talk about Usagi, right? Well, you got somebody knows yeah. better than mine. So, so I, you go I love Usagi. I read it for a long time, and this is the book that I was referencing earlier when Scott said some things look better and not in color. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think this looks bad, but but I've always read Usagi in black and white, right. and I love that. I think um, I, mean, I might have mentioned this before that that to me, Stansakai's art is the best word for it is efficient, and I don't mean that to be to be reductive of it. He overdraws what needs overdrawn, and he leaves out what doesn't need. It always looks like every single Stansakai page has exactly the number of, of, of pencil movements that needed to be done to tell the story exactly as well as it needed. I think the guy, I would love to watch the guy draw, you know? I'm like, I, I, I don't know how he frames panels so well and sets up a page, but somehow I like it better in black and white. And it looks perfectly fine in color, and I'm thinking about picking it up because I haven't read Usagi in a few years. But there's a little part of me that's like, eh, color, though? Yeah. <laughs> I just don't know. So if IDW goes under, then he's going to have to tra- change right. companies again. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, God. I know. Man. When he announced that, and I thought, I don't know that I'd be jumping to IDW. Yeah. Like, if he had gone to Image or something, that'd be one thing. But Yeah, uh, this I, may have been a they weren't completely honest with them situation, yeah. too. Who knows? And that's the thing. Usagi is one of those books. Every now and then, I'm like, oh, I should be reading that. Like, why don't yeah. I get that? Because... Pick I tried it out when I was younger, yeah, and it was always like, you know, at a certain point it's always like, well, it's one more book on top of all right. this other mm-hmm. stuff, and then when I heard it's coming to IDW, I'm like, you know what, I'll start getting yeah. it, when it goes to IDW, and then it's in color, it's like, eh, you should still, first choice, You should still but, give it yeah. a try, I think if you like that, if you, uh, I'm hoping Mike orders enough to have some on the shelf, and I'm hoping people are uh, open-minded enough to read a book about a rabbit samurai, Right. Um, but it, it, it's really good, and it's legitimately... It's both mature storytelling and all ages, if that makes sense. Right. It is um, in the same way that something like Harry Potter still speaks to an adult, but is understandable by a kid. It has nothing inappropriate in it, right. but it's 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 legitimately dramatic storytelling. And you know, he does a Sakai does a really good job of doing little standalone or solo issues, and and then mixing it in with long, sometimes like multi-year story arcs grass cutter is a long long story um and is sort of like the the magnum opus of that book but he just continued rolling after that so it's definitely worth checking out so after that we've got transformers ghostbusters number one the crossover everyone demanded right uh i think the notable thing here is that they have a new autobot called ectotron which is the ecto-1 car in robot form and i believe there is an action figure coming of this so i'm 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 gonna assume Based on the cover art, that that is the ghost of Starscream. I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna. I mean, oh, you mean just in the background? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, do they? Do Transformers have ghosts? I think so. I think that was established they in the team up with Ghostbusters. They do. I think so. I don't know, man. I haven't. Yeah. I haven't touched a Transformers-related thing since I was in grade school in the '80s. Yeah. No, but I, I think, don't I know. Like so. I do love, by the way, that the 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 Ectotron has the goggles yeah. in robot form. <laughs> I don't. I'm not a huge Transformers guy, and I, you know, I I like Ghostbusters, but a little bit. I think. Do I want to read this? I might want to read this. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Who did it? Eric Burnham. Don't know him. On uh, 145, we've got Jim Cornette presents behind the curtain real oh, pro God. wrestling stories. <laughs> I've he, said it. I've said it before on here. I'll say it now. Old wrestlers always have good stories. Well, they have stories. You know. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely true. <coughs> well, they're obviously doing the Andy Kaufman, Jerry Lawler yeah. thing as one of the stories there. Yeah. So, 
I only have to think of 196, so. Uh, 160. On 147, we've got Crow Hack Slash number one. I I saw it, and I thought, I don't want to make a snarky comment. There's probably somebody out there, like, Crow fans are very dedicated, and right. I'm not, not going to kick them while they're down, you know. But, Dan, you, you kick them while they're down. <laughs> I'm not going to kick them when they're down. I'm probably going to pick this up. Oh, okay. Well, I thought I've you were never, making fun. I've never checked out Hack Slash. Uh, nope. There's so little Crow's material anymore, yep. though. I'll probably go ahead and That's why this. I say kick them when they're down. I'm like, sure. You have I'm so sure. few things to like if you're a Crow fan. Yeah. Like, we and used, I'm, I'm sure this is very on brand for the Crow. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? So I mean, that cover. People are, people. are There's a group out there that's going to be all about that mm, book. That cover is, as you said, it is very on brand. Yeah. Oh, they're in the rain yeah. and they've got their makeup on <laughs> and they look very teenage dramatic romance. Yeah. <laughs> on a 182, anything before that? Uh, 160. Okay. God, I want that Haunted Mansion graphic <laughs> novel. That's my favorite ride at Disney. We have a Haunted Mansion-themed bedroom in our house. Oh, my gosh. I'm so incredibly <laughs> excited. I Yes, I am 39 years old, and I'm very excited about a theme park ride graphic novel. I know my wife is going to be so happy when I tell her this is being made. I'm not going to tell her until it's out. So don't I got, listen to this, Mona. She won't. Don't worry. <laughs> she has to listen to me enough as it is at home. She sure is like not listening to me recreationally. <laughs> she goes to work and is like, "Mona, what my husband has to say about comic books?" No, that seems unlikely. Push play here. <laughs> On a one eighty-two in the dynamite section, we've got probably the best title of a book this month is "Warlord of Mars Attacks" number one. Where we've got the uh, that's Warlord a pretty good matchup. Yeah. You're right. I yeah. missed that. I missed that huh. too. Crossover. Uh, and it's <laughs> well done, Dynamite. Writing. Well done. Yeah. And of course, there are a slew of variant covers that Dynamite's going to put out for everything they do. One ninety six. I got nothing until two eighteen. Okay, so uh, Dreadstar. Uh, this is a weird description. Dreadstar Rare Limited Definitive Edition, signed by Jim Starlin. So if you are itching to get a Jim Starlin signature, thirty bucks intro price. So not terrible when you get the Figured first. Be way more than that. Yeah, first twelve issues of the Dreadstar series. Plus comes pre-signed. So its re retail price is seventy, but it has the intro price of thirty dollars. So. Um, so yeah, and get it signed. On a two eleven, uh, not my thing, but I know a lot of people here in the store are going to be wanting this. Is Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Shattered Grid collection will be yeah. coming out. Uh, I'm sure we'll have that in here for everybody that's been asking for this for a while now. I just reassured a '90s baby who was in here earlier right. that it's not just you, my friend. People much older than you who yeah. should not have a childhood connection to it really love it because yeah. it's Voltron. Everybody likes Voltron if you grew up in the '80s, so <laughs> it's as close you're going to get. Two seventeen. Okay, so 217, just, I was online, online one time and just saw this random article. It was like the 10 best stories of 2018 or something like that. I thought, oh, I'll click through it. You know, I've actually succumbed to one of the ads online. But one of the books they had on there was Abbott. Mm -hmm. All right, so I actually ended up picking this up in trade, and it is actually surprisingly pretty good. Solid and on so, that is good. Yeah, so um, it's kind of like a uh, like a 70s. Uh, she's a reporter in the 70s, so it kind of has a, a, a going on this occult story. So that's five issues, not bad, something a little different. So think about picking that up. 230 anybody I got 218 okay I don't know how much I can talk about this on a family friendly <laughs> podcast but I read faithless number one today which mm -hmm. is out and faithless number three is in this catalog and it is the least erotic erotic thriller <laughs> I've ever read <laughs> now I'm obviously going to continue reading it because whatever I ordered one and two I'm I'm riding this wave all the way back to shore but well, 
I marked it and I unmarked it and I marked it and I unmarked it and I thought, I don't know how detailed I can really say <laughs> what my, I guess I, if you had asked me, do you like Brian Azarella's writing? I'd have said, yes, I do. And then if somebody had said, do you want to read a Brian Azarella horror story? I'd have been like, yes, <laughs> I will read that. I already have. Give me another. And they were like, what if it was about Satan and stuff? And I'd be like, okay, go on. Dark magic. I'm still with you. What if it's about erotica too? And I'd have been like, wait, pump the brakes. <laughs> and, and they'd be like, what if Paul Pope is going to draw these dark magic sex scenes? And I'd have been like, I feel like you're losing me here. So a little, I like try to remember why I thought I wanted to read the book, but it's oddly interesting. I feel like I watched like a French film and I'm like, I don't know what I just saw, but it was, I'm going to think about it, but not in a, like the way that you're supposed to. And you're like, huh? Huh, the kind of way, and that's where we are on that. And I'll leave it be. It's probably like I, I made the—I must say—I made the mistake of reading the discipline issue one. I don't know if any of you read that one or not. Yeah, yeah well, yeah, it sounds a lot like this. So uh, I'm—I didn't read discipline number two. Let me just put it out there. Um, <laughs> but uh, sounds a lot like that. Yeah. But it was a. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Paul, what's it, Paul Jenkins? Yeah, maybe. Discipline one. I don't remember. Maybe. But it's just like when the when the podcast is over, I'm gonna grab faith. I'm gonna flip to the last page. And I'm gonna go. What do you think about that, guys? <laughs> and you're both gonna go. Put that back on the shelf. I don't need to see that anymore. Well, that should be bagged and boarded. Children come in. It here. really probably should. I wondered about that when I was putting things out. I thought, well, at least we didn't get the poly bagged ones. Yeah. I didn't have to explain that to anybody. <laughs> well, on two thirty, we've got uh, Charles Schultz's Linus. That's a fun <laughs> segue. <laughs> Collection of some Linus strips. Oh, Dan, you. being our segue Sam over here. <laughs> just moving us as effortlessly from satanic Seamlessly. lesbian books into Charles <laughs> Schultz. <laughs> yes, of course. I don't have any until 299. But so. while we're on the dark magic on 268, man, I love Sabrina the Teenage Witch. And the new Sabrina was really fun. And the new Archie, where the Archie's dating Sabrina, is also really fun. I met Nick Spencer at C2E2, and I had a stack of books for him to sign. And I gave him an amazing Spider-Man number one that I had had Ryan Otley sign. And so we chit-chatted for a minute about, oh, you met Ryan, blah, 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 blah. And I'm sure he'd already signed a thousand amazing Spider-Man number ones that right. day. And he's like, you got any others? And I said, yeah. And I gave him a stack of Archie books. And he looked so excited that somebody <laughs> had brought Archie books for him to sign. And he started laughing, and he goes, uh, he's like, oh, it's amazing. And he goes, do you like it? And I said, I love it. And he goes, oh, you're the first person that's brought these to me all day, all weekend. And I'm like, well, I might be the only one, too. And he's like, do you like the Sabrina stuff? And I said, I love the Sabrina stuff. And he was like, yeah. And he gave me a high five. It was a really fun experience. Well, didn't you say it was really fun. Mark Wade, he had a similar yes. reaction. And that's what I was going to say was that, that two for two on right. C2E2 and real comic uh, superhero writers doing Archie, Archie randomly. And they're always so happy that somebody right. acknowledges and appreciates their Archie work because mm -hmm. I'm totally not their core audience. I'm right. sure they think. And they'd be right. I'm not. Well, back on 254, we've got uh, Steel Cage number one from Ahoy. And it's a. Uh, Which Mar I thought was going to be a Mark Wade wrestling comic, and I was right, totally right, down. Right. Yeah, so it is Mark Wade, though, but it is more sort of like introductory kind of tryout stories for some new books. And I saw where Tom Payer tweeted the other day someone broke the acronym of Ahoy, but they're still not saying what it is. Hmm. So. Yeah, think about that for a while, because that's been huh. kind of a game they've been playing online for a while now, and I guess someone finally did figure it out, but they wouldn't say what it was. What's your next page? 317. 2.99. Okay, so 2.99. Um, there's an ad here for Mercy Sparks, issue number 13. Now, now, this has actually got a retailer incentive cover for this, and the main reason why I'm bringing this up... Because is that that name sounds like an adult film star? 
Uh, no, <laughs> that is not actually the reason why I'm bringing that up. Like, you could be correct on that. <laughs> uh, that's not in the terms that I'm thinking about, but the alternate, the variant cover artist for this is named Douglas Pazkovich, and he is going to be our featured guest at Berg Comics Con oh. 2019. So uh, he normally does his own self-published book, Arsenic Lullaby. He's done a bunch of, oh. va- of variant covers for um, some of the Valiant books. He did Nin- Ninja K and Faith, and yeah. he did uh, uh, Archer and Armstrong uh, variant cover. So he is going to be our featured guest August 31st, Saturday, August 31st, 10 to 5. Uh, in Harrisburg, Illinois, and I think this is actually, other than on Facebook, this is the second, I guess, official announcement um, of that. So Very what cool. what you no, have I to do... I feel really bad that I stepped all over it with my adult film star <laughs> joke. <laughs> but if, apparently, if you we'll order... fix it in post. If you order, yeah, if you order <laughs> two regular covers, then you get one of the variants for free. It's some weird... Uh, weird type of ordering thing. I didn't get all the details so on if you're that. Going to BirdCon, come tell Mike. So yeah. you have stuff to have. Signed. So yeah. So I'm gonna have uh, Mike order me at least you know a couple of these just so I can have them uh, and maybe even do some giveaways with them. But uh, but yeah. So anyway, throwing Very that out cool. there. Man, I'm gonna dig up some Valiant books for him. There you go. On uh, three seventeen, we've got the new Overstreet comic book guide for this year, volume, volume forty nine. And my there's, God a, there's a Joker cover and a Zorro cover, and I think those are the only covers. Yeah, well, maybe I not. Think that's it. I yeah. think that's all anybody would want. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Firefly. <coughs> Hard covers and soft covers. If you like your Millennium Falcon full of Han Solos, you'll <laughs> love Firefly. That's me. On a 320, we've got the new issue of Horror Hound, which focuses on the crow. So double crow this month for all you crow lovers. After all that waiting, <laughs> just when they gave up. Yeah. 322, we have Ignited yeah. Number 1 from Humanoids, um, which is a Mark Wade book. Cause apparently it's Humanoids' first superhero monthly ongoing book. Oh, that's yeah. right. I yeah, forgot. So I skimmed right over that. Well, yeah. I kind of, I just, I just, actually, the ads, something about the ad caught me. I think I just saw Mark Way's yeah, name, so yeah, I thought, yeah. I better stop and look. And then covers uh, by John Cassidy. So there you I got think, that, too. Isn't, isn't Wade uh, contracted to sort of, like, be there? He is to them what Gail Simone was going to be to Lionforge. Is that where Gail Simone so, went to work? Was Lionforge? She went to like sort of, like sort of like spearhead yeah. their superhero yeah. line. I think Mark Wade is doing that for them. Oh, man, I told totally you. Well, it takes place out. in Phoenix Academy High. That sounds like. Something I just can't place it. <laughs> Maybe they're wizards. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, three fifty-seven. Yep, I think I'm done with siding. Uh, we've got a new printing of Judge Dread Origins trade. Uh, this is John Wagner writing a really good uh, origin story for Judge Dread, and kind of going into his family tree and things like that, and never, you know, looking up his. Uh, relatives and things and just really creative solutions to never showing the face throughout this book but a really good story definitely worth picking up his dad is actually Stephen dread he's yeah. an accountant he's kind of a very boring you but know, they're from a, they're from a the family suburbs. with a very strong family resemblance mm. and they'd never show anyone's full face throughout the entire book just jaws yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I think didn't the like one of the primary artists for Judge Dredd like pass away yeah, here like yes. the last couple of weeks yes. um, I can't remember what his name was but uh yeah, anyway, so just to yeah, bring everybody down there. For so on 365, are we up to that yet, where we can all yell at Titan Comics? Oh, yeah. And so, you know, the the mm-hmm. cover of this month's previews. Well, actually, the, side two of yeah, the previews. One of the covers mm-hmm. has Blade Runner on it. And there's a Blade Runner Titan comic, which Scott and I are both big nerds Woo-hoo. for Blade Runner. And I got Very real excited. Very by Art Germ. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got real excited. I went to Titan Comics, ready to mark my name in the previews there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, where in the well, heck yeah. is my Blade Runner? Where is it? It's and not I in flipped, here. I thought, I know for a fact, I just saw it at the beginning of the Titan 
and comic mm-hmm. section. I go back to the front, and what does it say? Mm-hmm. Coming in next month's previews. Yeah. And I thought, well, that's a raw deal. Let me flip back and look at the cover. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, the cover says, says coming so. July 2019. Right. Insert so, sad trombone right. sound. Titan Comics, you uh, tease. Yes. So disappointing. So, yeah. But oh well. On a 376 from Tomorrow's, we've got Macro Boy, Master of Comics. Um, probably not coincidentally timed with a Shazam movie just coming out. But uh, this Macro is. Macro Boy meaning large boy? <laughs> <laughs> so, focusing on the Golden Age Captain Marvel Jr. artist. So, uh, sort of a biography here and featuring some unpublished art and different things and photos. So, probably, you know, Tomorrow's usually does a pretty good job on these things. So, if you're a fan of his work, this is probably worth picking up. Uh, let's see. No Valiant? Well, I mean, we can talk about it. I want to buy it all. I, I really did. I looked at it and I thought, well, I'm really excited about this, but no, I don't want to sure anybody wants to hear about it. I, Psy Lord sounds like Valiant decided we can have the FF too. Now you tell me what this says. Four astronauts awake in an otherworldly prison with no memory of how they got there. Well, if I look at them, it sure looks like we decided to go with a, you know, um, diverse millennial cast mm-hmm. to make the Fantastic Four. Yeah. One of them even has his hipster glasses on and his big lumberjack beard. But am I buying it? Yep. Yeah. Sure am. It's Fred Van Linty. I love Fred Van Linty. They had a Psylord's title before, didn't they? Did. They? It, okay, it did. Yeah. It didn't really have a lot to do with this. It was like, okay, a, right. it was like a cosmic... It was a cosmic valiant book, and it was really late in the run when they were really trying hard to come up with something new to keep the ship afloat. Okay. And I think it only lasted about eight issues. And, and this is... This, I think, is only related in name. <clears throat> it has really nothing to do with the previous one. I uh, The next page has Fallen World, which is another Valiant future book, and I love the Valiant 4,001 years. And then uh, <laughs> on the next page, on 381, Cullen Bunn's Punk Mambo, which he was flat out pushing when i was at c2e2 and it was really funny because he was he was pitching it to people like what are you doing next he was like i'm doing a book for valiant it's called punk mambo and he's going on about it and people are like i've never heard of it and he looked at me and i said i've heard of it i'm gonna buy it and i'm like i have the other ones i buy a lot of valiant (laughs) and he was like thank you (laughs) because he's pitching valiant to people who normally buy his stuff from you know like image and boom and things on a 388 from White Owl, we've got the NES Encyclopedia hardcover. I feel like you and I both know somebody who I, would very much I be a fan. I think there might be. I think I, we know someone that could have written this book. <laughs> if he'd taken the That's time. what I was going to say. Was I feel like we know somebody who will look at this and find the mistakes. Yo, be sure. like, oh, that is yeah, not yeah, accurate. Yeah, totally and I'll show will. you with photographic evidence why. So, yeah, could you have provided all the photos for the book? Oh, yes. absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> could have had, could've had a, like a multi-page fold out of his Dragon Warrior collection. Yeah. Yeah. Just that. <laughs> <laughs> on a 414 from Viz, we've got Dragon Ball Complete Box Set and Dragon Ball Z Complete Box Set if you want to get caught up on your Dragon Ball manga. Matt? No, I'm good. <laughs> Somebody just today accused me with a picture in front of the Pixar ball at Disney Hollywood Studios. They're like, it's a Dragon Ball. And I'm like, it is not. It's a <laughs> That's a Dragon Ball. I'm like, I... I'm not going to stand here and, <laughs> and let you insult me like <laughs> That's that. That's right. I would never take a picture of Not that there's anything wrong with Dragon Ball fans, but one did come in today, and he appeared to be quite strung out. So <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Not he, those he, are connected. He asked me, have you got any Saiyan merchandise? And I said, like, Dragon Ball. And he said, no, Super Saiyans. And I said, yeah, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. And I said, no. And he walked halfway out, and he turned around and said, 
are you sure? And I said, I'm positive. And he looked around for a while anyway, <laughs> like I was hiding it. Like, bro, if we had it, I'd sell it to you. It's fine. Like, it's not keeping it for me. Did he say the password, though? He did not. Uh, see, there he you didn't, go. And he didn't know the handshake yeah. either. I, I gave him the sign, and he failed. Yeah, that's what happens. Uh, so this month we've got the start of the calendar section, Ugh. and I want to point out we've got the Batman 80th Anniversary 2020 calendar. Feel like maybe that's off by a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, if you buy it in 2019, and no, it still doesn't work. There's no way that it works. Uh, from Graffiti on 457. Here you go. You got your Wonder Twins, Zan and Jaina symbol T-shirt. Man, I love that book, but I don't think I need them. If I could get my wife to wear you one, yeah, I you can't get would. you and Mona. I doubt very much she would. <laughs> but look, of the two, I'm the one that has to say form of a bucket of water. Yeah, exactly. She needs to be like form of an angry gorilla or right. a badass tiger or something. Like I'm like a form of. A bucket of water. It's always an ice jackhammer yeah, right. or some yeah. nonsense like right. that that yeah. they would pull. I'm a squirt gun, yeah. and it's going to be mildly irritating. That was like when they were on Teen Titans. Like, was it Teen Titans Go or Teen Titans where it had the Wonder Twins on it? That was just that was just like one of the funniest episodes. You know, they just call him in just so that she could change into something and then send him back to like the toilet bowl. It's one of those. <laughs> it's one of those powers like Cipher from the X Men, where like, look, man, if you had that power, it'd be super useful all right. the time. Yeah, yeah. But you're not fight and cry no, right. and that's why this is not yeah. great it's not that i can't think of why that would be great to have it just i don't, want to read I, don't know, I feel like harvey birdman still just made the best use of that power when they were on that episode oh man i don't remember what yeah, happened i've we'll watched all of them we probably yeah. can't so, talk second, about it on second, here second side of the book mm-hmm. hey. i don't have anything but 106 so. uh, i got page 40 on 17, we've got the Westworld Select Action I know. I now. almost brought it up, and then I saw what the details were, and I was like, oh, no, screw that. Yeah. I want that maze. Yeah. That's what I want. I don't want to buy three toys to get that maze. Yeah. That maze is really cool. And I, I love, like I love Westworld. It seems like there should be a ton of merchandise with the maze. Right. You know? And there's not. It just feels like there should be a ton of Westworld merchandise in general, but right. they're just kind of hidden. Well, it's coming. Just wait five years. <laughs> On uh, 34, with the uh, Batman Universe Collector's bus, we've got uh, 66 TV show accurate Riddler and Penguins that both look pretty good. On there. Uh. On uh, 40, we've got the yep. Batman Family Q-Master yeah, diorama. It looks thing. really nice. Yeah. Almost sort of, I mean, it's not the same art style, but very reminiscent of Lil Gotham. Yep. Which was, you know. was that Dustin, was that Wynn? Dustin yeah, Wynn? Yeah. yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, that looks a lot like Lil Gotham to me, and I, I love it. On um, the on the next page, you've got the DC Cinematic Aquaman Q-Fig for uh, Scott over here, because he was such a fan yeah. of that mm-hmm, movie. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he'll be picking up a couple of those. And there's the, uh, there's the Captain Marvel figures <laughs> that spoiled part of the movie for people. Yeah. yeah. On uh, 45, in the Masters of the Universe section, we've got uh, some new retro-style action figures from Super 7. And so we are finally getting Hero and Eldor from the canceled line that they never made back in the day. And uh, so from the pictures here, they're showing Hero in sort of a painted gold torso. They have confirmed it will be the old school vac metallized gold chrome, which was pretty much a staple back in the 80s. (coughs) Which you don't see too much anymore, but it'll be a really nice looking figure. Uh, Let's see really small Funko section this month. Yeah. Considering they usually have like five pages, pages, pages. at least. Mm-hmm. In I, the catalog. I don't have a fun thing to say here, but page 69 has a very unsettling Michael Jackson red jacket <laughs> Kubrick's bear. Like, look at that. Well, look at thriller, that head. Right? Yeah, I know, thriller, but like, look but... at the non-thriller one that looks like he has, I don't know, mumps, mumps. or something. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, they're trying to get the cheek detail in it's there. It's just a weird yeah, looking figure. That. And also, I don't know, man. I feel like maybe shall we say some recent documentaries yeah, make it a little, not un- the time. Yeah. little unsavory to be right. signed Michael Jackson merch. So, and having one that looks that creepy is not helping. Uh, on eighty one, we've got the Batman Ninja Joker six uh, scale PVC statue. Which looks really cool, but that price tag is just oh. about twelve hundred dollars for a PVC statue. Uh, I think it's oh still probably my. pretty big. You know, I don't know if that yeah, measurements it says on one, here. One six scale. Yeah, so that's a foot tall figure. Yeah, about with this pretty big base and cape, jacket, whatever. But I do think it is supposed to connect to the Batman one too. Hmm. So you'll be paying that twice probably to get the whole thing. Hmm. Yeah, it, yeah. It says can be displayed with Batman yeah. Ninja. Oh my! On a ninety-one, we've got the Transformers masterpiece, a uh, Bumblebee figure, and it looks like it comes with a little spike here. Really cool looking. Yeah. So the masterpiece line is usually quality stuff, but again, you're going to pay more for it. Yeah. That's a hundred and twenty-dollar figure. I there. mean, like all of my experience with Transformers, as I said earlier, is from when I was in like kindergarten, first right. grade, in the mid '80s, and that looks like what I remember Transformers yeah, exactly. looking like. And, it, and I'm not going to lie, I, I don't think of myself as a Transformers fan per se. And I saw those, and I was like, hmm. Thing Those is, are kind of cool. That feels what, like 1985. It's what to me. you remember them. That, yeah, that's like. what that's it's what I'm not saying. What they were. Yep. It, it know, just that's the thing. It just feels like it was like I could I could feel 1985 yeah, in my brain sure. right there. It was kind of cool. What do you got next one? Uh, 103. I got 97. I don't know that I am willing to pay 65 dollars <laughs> for it, but the Batman cookie jar is really cool. And you know, um, did you guys see the Infinity Gauntlet cookie jar when it was in here? Yeah. Okay. It turned out way better than I thought it was going to. Oh, really? <laughs> and given how much way better that was, I think maybe that Batman cookie jar is going to be really cool, and I'm going to be really mad if I don't get it. So I haven't quite made up my mind on that, but I, I, I do like it a lot. On the next page, um, for you Game of Thrones people, just mm-hmm. in time for the show to be over, Yep. Um, there's some really nice-looking steins and stuff. The ones with the little spinner things at the bottom are kind of cool. And if you've ever done those, uh, those Metal Earth kits um, they have a king's landing replica model kit for 30 bucks it's really cool looking um, i do think it's kind of odd that they're soliciting this stuff now i know they're thinking oh the show's coming back people are going to be looking for merch but wouldn't you want to get people like beer steins earlier so you can <laughs> drink out of them while you're watching the show this sunday just sort of strange well, on a 103 they've been in here before but we've got some new uh, graphic comic boxes of uh, dc uh, mm-hmm. justice alex ross and then the old Jim Lee X-Men number one. Mm-hmm. So both pretty nice looking. And I think that's it for me. Well, 106. I got something on 103. 103 has Star Wars toasters mm-hmm. that put an Imperial logo on your bread. But but better than that, better, is a Millennium Falcon waffle, waffle maker. maker. <laughs> I do like that. The whole bread thing... I'm like, I don't want half of my bread no, toasted. I know. I always think that, too. The, the Stormtrooper one looks like want, it toasted better, but yeah. the, the Darth Vader one looks like you straight up toasted just the part that says Star Wars. Yeah. Like, that sounds like crappy toast to me. Yeah, or it's going to be burnt. burnt. That's the, the thing. I think it's, it's, that know. part's burnt, and the rest of it yeah. is toasted. Right. So. But that Millennium Falcon waffle maker yeah, that's is pretty great. What's the cargo? It's waffles. That's in the text. I didn't just make that joke. It's right there. It says it's tasty, delicious, and can make the castle run in less than 12 parsecs. Serve up replicas of the Millennium Falcon in waffle form with your very own waffle maker shaped like the Millennium Falcon. What's the cargo? It's waffles. That's amazing. Is is there a specific pattern? 
Or is it just a waffle pattern in it? No, it's just no it's, really got, it's got it's got the Millennium Falcon. They actually, yeah. Oh, it is the details mm-hmm. of yeah. the ship then. Yeah. Yeah, boy. Right? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, my syrup got caught in the gunwell. <laughs> That's what it looks like. This is going to be so great. Uh, 106. So 106, we've got the DC deck building game Rebirth. So if you've played the DC deck builders, just a deck construction game, uh, this one apparently adds a legacy campaign element to that game. So uh, I think that sounds kind of nifty. I like the original DC deck builder. And then the only thing I have is like blank covers for, you know, June are going to be Black Cat number one, Silver Surfer Black number one, Robotech 21, <laughs> Psylords number one has a blank cover, and there's a Street Fighter 2019 pinup special that has a blank cover. So for all of the Street Fighter fans who need art done. Right. <laughs> for their pinup book. For their pinup book. So they want a custom pinup right. on their pinup. There you go. There you go. I'm sure there won't be any awkward, weird requests for that one. I'm very specific. Like, whoa, whoa. That's <laughs> it? I think so. That's All it. All right. All right. So we are going to wrap it up. I think we are planning to do this again in a week, and hopefully by then everyone will have seen Shazam. Um, I've seen it. Scott, you've seen it? Yes, I have. Okay, so we're still waiting on Dan and then presumably Mike. So, God willing, in the creek don't rise. Mike will be back and be back on the show, uh, and he won't have to listen to me be the uh, host with the least. So, um, Dan will hopefully have his voice all the way back and not be rolling a 70s R&B vibe on it, and uh, Scott will just be Scott. There you go. Yep, as always. So, thanks so much for tuning in. We will talk to you in about a week or so, and as usual, if you need to put these orders in, uh, just come by the shop. You've got about two weeks. Uh, Like I said, it's due on April 25th. We're recording this on April 10th, so about two weeks from now, you've got uh, time to get a catalog, flip through, see the stuff that we highlighted, and anything else that you come up on your own, and let Mike know if there's something you want to pick up. And Matt, if they wanted to contact you, what would be the best way to do that? Well, I would say that would be probably on Twitter, where I'm (laughs) at Wookie Copilot, W-O-O-K-I-E-E-C-O-P-I-L-O-T. All right, and this is Scott Reed, BergComics.com, B-U-R-G, and uh, be at uh, some conventions coming up. Uh, Cape Girardeau, uh, Metropolis Supercon, trying to figure out my schedule for the rest of the year. So, But uh, you can always find me, uh, B-U-R-G-Comics.com. And Dan Brown, at Detective651, and here at the store on Saturdays. And just another reminder, free comic book day is coming up. Yeah. It's going to be a good time here at the store. Be sure to come by May the 4th. So. Yeah. There's nothing else happening that day. Yeah, right. That's a totally unrelated and unaffiliated right. day, you guys. Mm-hmm. If you've ever been to free comic book day at the store, and it is a freaking madhouse, mm-hmm. but like in the best possible way. Yes. Yeah. It's jam full of people who just love comics. It is like a new comic book day, but cranked up to 11, and uh, it's a lot of fun to be here. So if you've never been to an actual free comic book day, my gosh, do you owe it to yourself to come in yeah. and do it. But good luck parking. Yes. Because sometimes it's a pain. <laughs> but that's a good thing. That's right. All right. We're Take out. care, guys.